You know what's happened, don't you? Hi guys, Steve here. You're listening to my podcast, 50 Uses for the Word Love, where every week I chat with a different person about the vast array of human emotions that in the English language can all be reduced to one word. Love. I'm really happy to be back up and running again, really excited about this new season. Got some really interesting people on the podcast, mostly comedians, but also one or two people from my own life. If you're, whisper it, a new listener to the podcast and you're enjoying it so far, do us a favour, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, and review. That'd be absolutely lovely, and we would love you forever. Or at least for as long as iTunes is still a thing. This week's guest is the irrepressible Charlie Vero Martin. I met Charlie just before Edinburgh last year, and then I went to see her show, The 24-7 Club, where she used character comedy to salute women she admired through history before turning on its head and doing an extended monologue as herself, which was probably the most affecting performance I saw that year. So if any of you guys are going to be up in Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year, Charlie's coming back with a whole new show called Scrapbook, which you can see at 12.45 at the Gilded Balloon, baby! 31st to 25th, but not on the 12th. So definitely go and see that show, because she is a joy. We had too much fun making this podcast. It was an absolute nightmare to cut. The original recording was, I'm not even joking, four hours long. I actually could have edited a whole other podcast out of it, kind of like when they they re-released Anchorman, but using completely different takes. So yeah, it is another long one, but if you want to split it in two, just like the last two-hour one, we crack open some whiskey in the middle. We're nothing if not consistent. That's your pause point. Oh, and (laughs) one for yourself, mate. I really like this chat. I, I think Charlie has the strange power to both embody and subvert and interrogate the theme. She really managed to mix it up. She came at it the same way she comes at her comedy. Unpredictable educational, and with no small amount of fun. See you on the flip. You're listening to 50 Uses for the Word Love. Today's form of love is enchantment. Yeah. I have to say, Trum- <laughs> Trumbull is the best surname I have ever heard. Oh, thank you. And your mum's called Penny Trumbull. Yes. Gorgeous. Penny Trumbull. Marion Penelope Ann Trumbull. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so cute. And her name used to be Jones, so come on. Oh, she married up. up. But your that your mum's name is adorable. Like that's yeah. surely in a book or a play. Mm. Like it's definitely proper children's novel. Mm. That's the name someone would change their name to if yes. they were going to be a stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only way I would ever change my name at marriage. I, I think. Actually, no, I was actually going to ask. Do I say V? Oh, so are you yes, Charlie I'm... Martin or are you Charlie V Martin? Well, actually, no, I'm Charlie Vero Martin now. Vero? Have you not heard this? No. I've had to change my name. Is there another Charlie V Martin? No, out there's there? there's another Charlie Martin out there. Actually, I think there's a couple, and Equity and Spotlight no longer allow you to um, just add an initial in okay. order to change it. And there was already a Charlotte Martin, and um, <clears throat> so yeah, I've ended up. So my middle name's Veronica. Oh, That's okay. what the V stands for. <laughs> yeah, Veronica's good name. Yeah, and um, and a friend of mine, she she's actually a voice coach. She's a very interesting nice. person. Uh, she's very interested in language and dialect and things like that. And I told her about this. And she's been in the industry a long time. And she said, oh, well, why don't you... Because you don't want to leave... 
lose Char- uh, Charlie because you've been hmm. Charlie for years. Is Charlie short for? It's short for Charlotte. Charlotte. But I've never been called that in my life. Right. Like even by your parents, they call you even, Charlie growing up. Yeah. That's good. They're cool parents. Well, this is the thing. I think my mum wanted to have that on my birth certificate. Wow. And then my dad freaked out last minute and thought, "What if she wants to be a lawyer and put Charlie?" <laughs> 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 and looking back on it no, I'm just thinking, thinking like you're an American lawyer show and it's Charlotte Martin but Charlie to her friends yeah she's a self-sufficient woman she's exactly. a she, she bucks authority and yeah. wears a short skirt doing it <laughs> Charlie Martin it's crazy though because um what was the V stands for Veronica Veronica Veracity Martin Veracious Veracity Martin <laughs> Vivacious, my Vivacious, yes. Um, no, Veronica. <laughs> okay. Um, but then it's weird. So my parents all through my childhood called me Charlie. I was always Charlie. Charlie's teachers and everything as well. Hmm. And then I went to uni and I was like, hi, I'm Charlie, blah, blah, blah. And hmm. I was like, okay, great. And then when I started bringing uni friends home, my parents started calling me Charlotte. What? Because what was annoying about it is that it made it seem like I had like adopted Charlie. Right. You know when people go to uni. And well, maybe they thought, oh, oh, now she's now she's growing up. She she won't want to be called Charlie, so we're That's not going to embarrass her by calling her That's Charlie. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Pulled my mum and dad up on it. Said, Why are you calling me Charlotte all of a sudden? Like, it's yeah. like, well, you're an adult now. <laughs> you have a degree now. Charlotte is a punishment name. <laughs> I was like, but people are people are like, oh, I thought your parents called you Charlie. I thought it was like, yeah, that is my. Name. If you were a boy, they would have called you Charlie and then given you a gun and told you to go. <laughs> <laughs> now march across that, that sea, son. <laughs> Bring us back some victory. Victory. Um, but yeah, so my our, my friend said that actually, you want to keep Charlie, you want to keep the V, and you want to keep the Martin. If you shorten Veronica to just Vero, Vero. hyphen Martin. Do people call themselves Vero? Uh, Vera and Vera, like their their names, um, especially in Italy and things like mm-hmm. that. Which, even though I'm not Italian, I speak Italian yeah. and I look like I could pass as vaguely Italian. So yeah, yeah. I, it looks fine on Spotlight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, but also Vero sticklers for accuracy. They yeah, are, so they, are. <laughs> they don't care. Um, Vero is uh, from the Latin meaning truth. Which is oh. ironic because it's the one part of my name that's fake. What? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you were killing this show so far. We've Thank got you. Etymologies going on. We've oh, etymologies going to play a part in this. I am excited. I'm very, I'm very, very excited. Um, you could have called yourself Ronnie. Well, yeah, I did consider. But then it would have been Charlie Ronnie Martin, yeah. which sounds like a clown. A little bit. Yeah, and I've already for five years been working as Charlie B. Martin. <laughs> so I like Charlie B. Martin. I know I, I miss really it, cool, and though. I had like oh, so many gags, like opening mm-hmm. like jokes <laughs> for being called Charlie B. Martin that I can't use anymore. <laughs> so I have to write new material. If anyone's wanting to follow me on Instagram and stuff, I'm still at Charlie B. Martin on yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. It's really just for spotlight. Well, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people on Twitter are still like you know. Big butt, so <laughs> big butt sixty nine. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> it's fine. I don't think anyone checks. Unicorn, Nobody yeah. ever checks what the actual t- exactly, Twitter name is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the intro. Yeah, all right. No, I mean like we can talk for a little bit more. <laughs> I'm just aware that I keep coughing. That's <coughs> okay. We've also, played. if you want some of this chicken sandwich, like go for oh, it. Oh, is that what that is? That the chicken? Yeah. Do you want to try it? Well, I gotta eat it before I eat the the almond cakes. Oh yeah. 
I also, some. just just for to be patronising, got some shortbread. Oh, lovely. Actually, <laughs> if it's all right, I'll eat the shortbread because I'm kind of a bit funny with almonds. Okay. It's the one thing are I don't you, eat. Are we going to have to rush you to hospital? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just a weird thing. It's like... Um, Charlie got me. Marzipan. Charlie got me sandwich from. Yeah. The, oh no, she didn't, I mean this is this is not for me, is it? It's you just, can have it. I, have I had the other big half, and it was I was filling it. There's up. a bakery down the street, and Charlie got it's sandwich. delicious. Right. I need you to try it to confirm how lovely it is. And then oh, what's what's it called? Blackbird Bakery. Of I Brixton. go there all the time. It's really nice. Yeah. Is it? Wait. Is it Streatham or Brixton? Streatham. Streatham. Yeah. Very nice stuff. Uh, TripAdvisor five star. <laughs> <laughs> This is where everyone comes for their recommendations. Is um, yeah, yeah. Steve Trumbull's podcast. Do you have Do you have a sponsor for this podcast? Not yet. <laughs> I'd love to get one. Blackbird Who Bakery. I've got really awkward hole in these jeans. I've just noticed. Okay. Um. Well, you're not sitting right in front of me. So no, fine. no. Please. <laughs> I thought you were just being coy. Basically, so I moved house on Friday. Okay. All my clothes are still in bags and boxes. Right. So <laughs> when I was on the way here, I was like. What do I have that's not <laughs> covered in dust? And I forgot that these are the jeans that have holes in them. Okay. So. Well, if it helps, I wouldn't have noticed. No, but I just, I just went. <laughs> and to now like, I can't not. I went to scratch my foot, and I was like, ah. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I've decided this is how I'm going to sit now because it's comfy. She literally has a, a cushion in her lap, like she's a fifteen-year-old yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad seeing I... the Rockettes for the first time. Oh, the Rockettes! <laughs> I don't know Who are the Rockettes. What, like as in the like dancers? Pat. Yeah, I'm making a are stiffy they... joke. I'm sorry. I know, but was it... that's a stiffy joke from like 1943? I'm classy, you know me. <laughs> I'm a fan of obscurity. Go see the Rockettes. Go see the Rockettes. Uh, yeah. Uh, rainbow at uh, the Rainbow Rooms. What's, it, what's, <laughs> what's the Rainbow Rooms on the t- Rockefeller? Rockefeller. Oh, that's the Rockets. If you're blue and you don't know where, where to, to go, that's to the rich. To, yeah, I know, but then it's like, then it's like, um, no, but it's like, come, let's mix where Rockefellers yeah. walk with sticks and number. Don't talk to me about swing. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> that's the one swing song I know. I do love that song. This um, this sandwich is really nice. Isn't it great? It's really really nice. You can have I'm gonna it. keep munching it. Yeah, Stephen's licking a Cardiff chicken off I his crotch. Yeah. I was just trying to make you feel less awkward about your jeans. I've got a holy crotch. You've got a chickeny crotch. I don't think I've ever had a pair of trousers that don't have food stains on them. I'm gross. That's fair enough. We can go get a drink after this if you want. We can just hang out a bit. I was going to go to Bali tonight, but I don't think I'm going to. You're going to have whiskey with me. Yeah, that's all right. You 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 (laughs) dance drunk? No, I won't be drunk. I don't get drunk (laughs) from two whiskeys. She's Scottish, people. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. You see what I've got in this bag? Uh, what what car do you drive? I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to see. I don't have a driver's license. Uh, I know I why. No, I've never even had a provisional. Oh, interesting. I need to get on that. I should have done it when I was eighteen, but I didn't. Yeah. And then I was in St Andrews, which is three streets, so there's mm. no point having a car there. Mm. And then I lived in Venice, where there are no roads. <laughs> the roads are made of water yeah so there was no point in getting a driver's license there I did at one point try to um, apply for a gondola license <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful but you needed to like be a citizen for five years that or sounds something. like something that Vero Martin would Vero do. Martin <laughs> um, still haven't started the show still uh, haven't started the show sorry hi everyone you're listening to 50 uses for the word love I'm Stephen Trumbull and I love climbing on rocks. It's basically like I'm not a very athletic person. But you like scrambling. But if I see, if I take, take me to a beach where there's a fuckload of rocks, rocks yeah. I will negotiate those rocks. The rock garden in any botanical gardens yeah. is the best bit. Yeah. 
Yep, I'm with you on that. And I will get uh, like, and I'll go far out, and the tide will come in. Like, 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 yeah. I'll spend all day, and I'll get to the trickiest, most precarious rock. And I'll, yeah, and I love it. I yeah. will happily spend. I'd spend a week. Yeah, I kind of feel like I should do bouldering. They yeah. have those over here. But is that just a wall? I kind of want someone to create like a landscape that I can just fuck yeah. around. Yeah, you just want to have an adult uh, play Quaker. area. Yeah, sandbox. <laughs> yeah, or like remember those things. The big soft play areas that you used yeah. to go to for kids' birthday parties. Yeah. I want to do that again, please. Yeah. <laughs> this is why it was why it's good to have nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how old? Wait, you've got. I've got two. You've got two you've nieces. Got, you've got a niece. I've got a niece. Yes. Who's, who's also called Sam? Veronica? No, no, no. Aww. She is called Lucine. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's Armenian because my brother-in-law's half for the spotlight. <laughs> Yes. Oh, she's going to have no trouble getting equity clearance. Um, yeah. Lucine Elsa Bessos. Holy What fuck. a lovely... Elsa was my grandma's name on my mum's side. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that there is a child living in the world today whose name actually is Elsa? Yeah. She's so fucking lucky. Yeah. The number of times my niece has said, I'm Elsa. No. I'm Elsa. The thing is, though, my sister had always said she wanted to call... Her first daughter, Elsa or Elsie, after my grandma, mm. as a first name. But because of that film, she was like, there's no way I can do that because surely everyone's calling their kids that. And surely everyone will just say, oh, is it because you like Frozen? Yeah. So they just made it a middle name. It's like everyone's like, Adolf. It's just cursed. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, let, let, me, let, let, let me get us momentarily back on yeah, track on and track. then I'll throw it back to you. Yes. Because, uh, I, obviously, I can listen to you all fucking day. Um, no, seriously, you're so interesting. Oh, um, uh, th- this actually does tie in very nice. It Today's does a word little, yeah. is uh, enchanted or enchantment, no. uh, which we <laughs> <laughs> currently happening as we speak. Um, I was actually going to say, at the risk of sounding weird, the first yeah. time I ever saw you, I would describe as as an enchantment because oh. first time I saw you, you weren't being you. No, you were playing a comedy character version <laughs> of um, Amelia Earhart. Of Amelia yeah. Earhart. But folks, this is Amelia Earhart, like possessed by Kristen Schaal, like uh, from one of the most fucking amazing personality it's characters. It's hilarious that people, a couple of people have said Kristen Schaal to me. I was going for like Def Jam comic, right. and it came off as Kristen Schaal. <laughs> Amelia Earhart was a Def Jam. Do you remember? Comic. Do you remember when Amelia Earhart had some problematic things to say about gays? <laughs> Jesus. Not that kind. You know what I mean. Just well, just kind of attitude. Lots in of the sort moxie. of like yeah, the sort of the way she holds the mic. Yeah. Um, and the sort of because obviously, like I can't high I'm, status. Yeah, I'm doing a. I'm obviously not. Mm. I don't know doing that kind of material or looking like yeah. that sort of like or from that era at all. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just in the uh the confidence and mm. the the way she like grabs the mic and stuff. Right. It's that kind of vibe. Well this is perfect because basically uh <laughs> I, I, I then I saw you um I, I hadn't seen you before you got on stage. So for in my mind just a, a woman dresses Amelia Earhart just blows onto the stage <laughs> and just starts being hilarious. So that so I am immediately like who who is who who's that lady? Do you know what I mean? And then I actually talked to you afterwards and it actually took me a while. I don't know if you remember this, but it took me about three minutes to realise that you weren't American, even though you were yeah. speaking with your actual Scottish accent. Because yeah. I don't know if they're just similar enough or it was because it was a noisy bar, or maybe just because the enchantment was so good. My <laughs> 
brain had been programmed into thinking you were American. So I was like, and you were like, oh, I'm Scottish. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. Don't worry, <laughs> the though. The whole time. But it's like, yeah. but so so the question I was going to ask, it tie in that, because obviously mm. uh, everyone kind of knows what enchanting chanted means. To be charmed, to be beguiled, spellbound. Mm. Um, it has a magical quality to it. And I was going to ask, because you are, I don't know if you exclusively do character. I know the, sh- the show that I saw, uh, the mm-hmm. 24-7 Club yeah. um, in Edinburgh. It was a fucking brilliant show. All right, thank you. Well, I think so. <laughs> um, I, so. I also saw it. That's 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 saying something. I yeah. went to an Edinburgh show. It's crazy. Yeah, um, you came to see the great. actual show. You paid for a yes, ticket. It was brilliant. <laughs> you came to I see have it. an opinion on it, and I saw it. Um, yeah. But um, but I was going to ask, what draws you to kind of be, being somebody else on stage? Interesting. To creating that in, that spell. That spell. Um. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think I was just more comfortable with that from the get-go. And actually, I did talk a little bit in that show because it was the first time I was ever talking as myself. Yes. Because the first character comedy, the first solo show I did the previous year, Mm -hmm. which was called Dante's History of the Banished. Love it. Was exclusively characters. Mm. Apart from, so I did Dante Alighieri, Napoleon, who I'm bringing back, um, <laughs> it, it, it's time. It's time. Have you? And not... this time he's pissed. Oh, have you not seen me do Napoleon? No, I've not. It's like my favorite thing to oh, do. Gosh. <laughs> gonna, you got to. We've got to come and see you do my. You got to come see You're Napoleon. Really, yeah. I did all of King Lear as King Lear in under ten minutes. Wow! Seriously, um, play played straight. Uh, bits of it, yeah. So mm. like the end bit where uh, Cordelia dies, yeah. I did. Full, yeah. And I did basically. Uh, for some bits so far, the storm scene, I did the full, I did the storm monologue, mm-hmm. but I gave the audience uh, water pistols and boards <laughs> to make the storm. And I did it with like people scooshing water right in my Scooching. face. Scooshing? That's a brilliant word. Is that not a word? <laughs> we will check later. But we will check later. If it isn't a word, it fucking should in be. In etymology, scooshing. scooshing. And you have like to a say scoosh. It, you have to say it in a Scottish accent. Yeah, I suppose it's quite a Scottish word sounding thing. Also, full Scottish, I might say och at some point oh. today. But that, no, but the, the listeners will defend me. I sometimes say och. Okay, it's that's not, fair. It's not because you're here and you're Scottish. It's the same. I did bring shortbread. <laughs> But that's where it is. I hear a lot of English and American people saying we as oh, well. Ugh, I got that. It's a little bit Jewish as well. Ugh. Ugh. That's yeah. like kvetching. Kvetching. Yeah, kvetching. Wait, what were we talking about? I know, I'm so sorry. I got oh, way, way off, way off. T- I keep interrupting you. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to So that was uh, King Lear. And yes, then I King did, Lear. And I did Eve as an Adam and Eve. Nice. And the whole point uh, idea was that Eve wanted to find a job, a career where if she sucked at it, it wouldn't mean all women were... <laughs> Tarnished the sucking, so she did stand up. <laughs> was the whole joke. Which, Eve doing stand up. So Eve funny. doing stand up, and uh, and but that was very. And then people were like, "That's just you doing stand up, though." But like with pretending, <laughs> you should have been like, "Thank you very much." Oh uh, yeah, and it's that. like, well, you know, some of the story, like I do the Adam and Eve story, as like. An observational comedy story, yeah, yeah, but like from her point of view, yeah. And then the rest of it is very much about sexism. And this was pre Me Too mo- movement, yeah. And then, I, and then the Me Too movement happened. Everyone's like, "Wow, your stuff is so like cutting edge. How did you write this so quickly?" And it's like, "Nope." <laughs> you, you know how sexism wasn't a thing until yeah, September twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Yeah." And so this is the thing. I'm like bored of talking about that stuff yeah. now. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's on the." move up and it's like oh god I'm, I did that like two years ago yeah, yeah. anyway so in this sh- in the show last year I decided that I would make it more 
So I did maybe say 75% mm-hmm. uh, character, 25% stand-up. And I made yeah. a thing of saying, oh, I'm talking as myself. Mm. And this year I plan to do 50-50. Yeah. And it's more, so I've been doing more stand-up, which I nice. quite like. And I think I'd always wanted to do stand-up mm. at uni. I did, I'd already gotten into doing the improv yeah. stuff at, uh, at uni. And that kind of took up a lot of my time. And I think a lot of it was the idea of talking as myself and being myself mm-hmm. is what prevented me from doing stand-up and then pushed me more into doing character stuff. Because I was already doing improv, I was already doing sketch comedy, mm. and it was just like a, a step mm. beyond that. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, also, it's just... Um, it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, the, the thing is about doing sketch and improv is you've got... To, You've got to get rehearsal space mm. and you've got to schedule rehearsals and other people involved. Yeah. The thing I like about stand-up and solo stuff is that it's all just on you, yeah. which is what a lot of people find really scary about it, but it's also very liberating, yeah. I feel. Yeah. And then... With- well, it's like it's almost like taking away the enchantment. It's almost like... It's almost like removing any kind of artifice Mm. and then you hope that somehow that is appealing to people but then saying that with doing the character stuff i did a a lot of the character stuff felt very authentic to me because it was a part of my personality Mm. that i was putting fully out yeah which i don't think could be understood in a stand-up setting maybe that's why i enjoy doing napoleon so much because a bit like zelda Yeah, yeah people can't believe it when you come back with something so funny improvised. Yeah, yeah. They really, they think it's magic. Yeah. They think it's a plant. They think it's a trick. I saw an Edinburgh show last year <clears throat> with Darren Harriet. Do you know him? Brilliant comic. But he said, uh, he said probably the best metaphor I've ever heard for doing stand-up. He said, sometimes I feel like I've taken a, pulled a rabbit out of a hat. Mm. And the audience looks at me like, holy fuck, you just pulled a rabbit out of the hat. But then I look at it and go... I didn't put a rabbit in there. I don't know what, what the fuck that is. What's going on? Like, it's, it's, it's a surprise to... And I empathise with that so much because yeah. I am always surprised when people laugh. Mm. Or maybe not that they laugh, but how hard they laugh. Yes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the whole room is laughing for about, like, 10, 20 seconds and you're, you're like, like oh. it's not that funny. Yeah. It's really not that funny. What is going on? And it yeah. could just be, like, the way you said it or the inflection. Because, yeah. actually, you bring it back to what we're talking about. The mm. word comes from... Old, actually, Napoleon. It's uh, old, It comes from... Uh, borrowed from the old French, uh, uh-huh. Enchanter, uh-huh. Um, which is self from the Latin. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Miss... Uh, Miss Venice. Um, uh, <laughs> incantare. Oh, okay. Which is to, but incantation. Yeah. Which itself comes from uh, incanto, which which means to chant. Yes. Because if you're doing a magic spell, it's usually done through chanting or song. Mm. So it's like this this word's kind of folding in on itself yeah. constantly. It's like yep, it, it's yep, like yep. enchanting, chanting, you know. And it's uh, and uh, I find it really interesting because. It's like as a comedian, we we are essentially doing magical spells mm. to the audience. They're essentially words put together in a sentence in a way that creates a yeah. physiological response that is almost impossible to resist. Oh. Try and try not laughing when something's funny. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like a magic spell. Yeah, it's the same thing when a kid does a magic trick. It's mm. the same joy mm. that they get out of. It's a little bit showing off. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit. Oh, I've entertained you. Mm. Um, and it's the same for the person receiving it. The joy of seeing it happen yeah. is a very uh, natural What's feeling. It's kind of making contact. 
Oh, yeah. Well, emotionally with somebody. Yeah. So suddenly everyone's... That's why when you're at a show, sketch or stand-up, mm. and everyone in the room suddenly seems together. Yeah. The, one of my favourite Shakespeare speeches, uh, Puck's speech, yeah. at the end of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh-huh. Which I thought about for this episode, because it's obviously it's about fairies. If we shadows have offended. If we shadows have offended. Think but this and, and all is mended. mended. That, yeah. we, that you did but slumber here while... Visions while we visions did appear. Did appear. Um, and I love that because I was listening, I, I kind of, I did a little like cold reading of that just for fun because I entertain kind of weird, perverse thoughts of one day acting more, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm the opposite of you. I'm like a stand up, slowly, slowly acting, thinking yeah. I might be, because people cast me in things and mm-hmm. people want stand ups to generate their own content and star in their own stuff. Yeah. So, and I always kind of fancied all the actors in school and I wanted, <laughs> and I was too shy. I wanted so badly. To be in there. Oh my god, you should have been at my school because none of the boys did acting. Yeah. So I was always playing. I I got very good marks for playing John Proctor in The Crucible. Can you believe it? Hey, they say there's no roles for women. Uh, Turns out. You imagine me playing John fucking Proctor. I say God is dead! But it's my day! <laughs> I ate a 17-year-old me with a voice higher than this. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, sounds like a witch to me. <laughs> sounds like a witch. But like, because none of the guys ever did come and never not did only is he, Not only is he a witch, he's hiding it really badly. <laughs> really his, badly. His story is full of holes. Yeah. But Ooh, no, that's going to that, get me onto what I was going to say. Because yeah. I think we've had yes. very different... This is so interesting. Uh, thoughts on this word and how I would to love to talk. We, we will talk about this. Also, on a Midsummer Night's Dream, when I was seven years old, <laughs> I was in a production at the Edinburgh Festival Theatre yeah. during the Edinburgh International Festival. Yeah. With the Northwest Pacific Valley. Holy shit. I played the Indian boy. <laughs> <laughs> I am a very white woman. <laughs> Woman. I don't know For if you guys can hear on the mic, <laughs> but Charlie is incredibly, incredibly white. <laughs> She's Scottish white. Which means pale blue. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard that. I, I don't know what. Pale blue. That's, that's what a Scottish tan line is. 24 hours dead. That Sco- yeah, <laughs> Scottish tan lines aren't. Uh, Scottish tan lines are white and blue, not. Really? Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I see. Fuck me. <laughs> okay, um, so you played the Indian... <laughs> I played the Indian child, the yes. Indian boy, because I'm He doesn't, he doesn't even get a line, does he? Well, no one has a line oh, in a I classical ballet. <laughs> See, this is why I don't do crowd work, because I'm stupid, okay? I don't know anything about anything, Charlie. To be fair, you don't... You've, have you seen a classical ballet? So maybe, you maybe wouldn't know that. I don't. No, I don't, I, think I've ever, I don't think I've ever actually seen a ballet oh, in person. Okay. Or an opera. Well, they're very different things. I've yeah, I know them. that! <laughs> No, but I know some people who love the opera and they'll never see a ballet because they're snobbish about classical ballet. And I'm like, where do you get off of that? (laughs) Snobs within snobs. Snobs within snobs. It's like it's it's snobception. Yeah, snobs. I mean, if you want to see real enchantment, you see a a really well done ballet. Okay. That's because, I mean, I've been doing... That's using just your body. Just your body, just the music and, and the movement. I've been doing ballet since I was three. Wow. Yeah. Do you still do it? Do you still dance? Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to go to ballet tonight, but oh, if we're going to get... But no, but we're going to get fucked up, <laughs> Yeah, so. I might not do it. I used to be... I used She'll to still be, be able to operate a forklift or whatever. She's Yeah, Scottish. I'll be fine. <laughs> I could maybe go to ballet to see how we feel. Mm. <laughs> it's like when I go swing dancing, I do Lindy Hop. Yeah, where do you do... Let's do that. Oh, yeah, let's go. No, any time, mate. <gasps> any fucking Wait, time. Wait, do you do it in Streatham? Everyone's hating on Streatham. <laughs> 
everyone comes on the podcast. Because I live in Kilburn so... and it's the opposite side. I'm so sorry that I had to draw attention to the fact that you don't have a driver's license. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she had to get public transport, folks, like a trog. I had to get three types of public transport and Technically walk. two types. Two types of public transport, one of them twice. One of them twice, yes. Okay, learn how to fucking add. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so like protective so of my um, my place. Um, but what, what was I going to say was that um, when I do Lindy hopping, yeah. um, I can't not sweat. I'm a very sweaty guy, yeah. so it's like within three dances, I will look like a dog who jumped in a lake. Oh god, which is horrible and it's yeah. unattractive. Although if you're surrounded by swing dancers by about nine o'clock, it just makes you look virile. <laughs> so there's an optical illusion. There's yeah. kind of a shared, a shared. Maybe that's an enchantment in itself. Like dancing. See, if you if you took the audio out of a clip of somebody dancing, mm. it would look like somebody, uh, yeah, kind of cursing yeah, somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so many ballets are about magic and mm. about incantations. Mm. I mean, Sleeping Beauty is my favorite. I also was in a production of Sleeping Beauty at the Playhouse with the Latvian ballet company. <laughs> When I was eight years old. Um, which is all, like, yeah. Yeah, you're super um, cool. you got to give me your best footage of all this. Like, oh, my God. Set. There's definitely a photograph of me as the Indian child. Send, send, me, send me all. <laughs> which I maybe shouldn't put on the internet. Let's, let's do that and see if we can get taken off iTunes. <laughs> um. But um, I got to wear those pointy shoes. <laughs> those curly shoes. And a turban. Like you're in Sinbad. Yeah. And I got Puck, I had a bit where Puck was stealing me and he like threw me up in the air and started dancing. Yeah, and I was the only kid that got to do my bows with the principal dancers, which was pretty exciting. I didn't even dance in it. I was just like, but I I could stand very goddamn still. (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually a more important thing to find in a seven-year-old child <laughs> in a large theater. Um, that's convenient uh, to tie back into what I was going to say about the Puck speech as oh, a stand-up yeah. because I reread that speech recently mm. and I, I kind of was playing around with it and I realised that Puck is a stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. He's an MC. Yeah, he's the MC. Because that speech is essentially like a guy going, it's just jokes, folks. Yeah. Just ordinary jokes. If I, we've offended you... Don't worry about it. Like, it's almost like that kind of yeah. stereotypical, like, 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 you know, lad Bible comic, like, like trying to make sure that there's nobody's like got there, you know. And I, but then also he's kind of talking about, um, his job is the king's jester. Mm-hmm. That's his mm-hmm. job. He's the comedian yeah. for the king of the king of the fairies. Yeah. I love that. It's like, they're like, oh, fuck, Puck is a fucking comic. He's, yeah. he's basically, and I would love to see a performance like that. I'd love to see, I, like, I would love to play Puck in a performance, mm-hmm. but play him like a, a comedy MC. Yeah. Everything he says is just kind of a one liner or kind of done in that style. He's playing to the audience. Yeah. He's playing to the king. I well, there's a really lot of, I mean, that's how Shakespeare wrote a lot of characters, mm. especially in comedies and like, mm. as you like it, there's always a sort of MC figure. Yeah. Have you ever seen Shitface Shakespeare? Yes. yes. Love drunk Shakespeare. Yeah, and they I think they they often finish their shows with that speech for that reason. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Are you okay? I can't get the shortbread oh, tin open. I'm like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Do you want me to <laughs> It's been taped up, that's why. Yeah, that's that's why I was gonna rip it with my fingers, my Go nails. On. Let me see. All right. Well, you could also just do this. Good. That was such a mum moment. No, I was thinking someone needs to film that and release it on yeah. International Women's Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, basically, man tries for three days was to like get Cap- into the It was like a like scene in The Avengers where Captain America just rips a log in twain. <laughs> just, just, just no questions <laughs> <In> asked. Twain. <laughs> it's a great word. What were we going to talk about before um, all this? Okay, let's say, okay, you were going to talk about magic. 
Right, okay. Let's talk about magic. You got your shortbread. You can whip out the whiskey anytime you want. I'll get the ice. Um, Do you want me to go get some ice right now? Let's wait a little bit. Okay. Sorry. Oh my god, this is a... <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the okay. most interesting episode we've ever had, just for sheer, like... Drama. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's it's like Christopher Nolan's directing this fucking thing. Like, no way. Because, <laughs> okay, so there's two, there's two things about when I, when I, when you gave me the list of different words to look at, mm-hmm. there were two things that sprung from enchantment mm-hmm. that I thought of, and I feel they're connected. Okay. I think we'll do it chronologically. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, because it also re- it relates to one of my favourite facts. Okay. I know I've given you quite a few already. No, but this is... But we're getting great. back into etymology How dare you again. be fascinating <laughs> on my podcast? Um, How dare you be entertaining and diverting? <laughs> so a few people know that the word glamour, so you know glamour. like glamour magazine, yes. glamour model, blah, 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 actually comes from an old Scottish word meaning magic. Really? Yes. So, well, it comes from an old sort of 18th century Scottish word for bewitching and enchanting. Beguiling. But like in a way that is purely, it's about witchcraft. Sinister. Uh, As a negative connotation? Well, it's it's about casting a spell. It was a kind of, well, what's the word they call it when it's like a bastardized version of the word grammar, grammarized. So glamorized comes from grammarized. What I does think. grammarized mean? So that came from that was an old medieval word meaning sort of scholarship about the mm. occult. Mm. Yeah. So right. I think initially it was just like study. Okay. And then it became more to be about studying the occult and right. having that kind of skill. That's what like and in, then it, incantations. It's all spells, yeah. all in books, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then it became glamour, as in to make magic, to mm. be magical. And then glamour became about, yeah, beguiling, being mm. charming, um, seducing someone. Ooh, that's a good word. With, seducing. With um, your attractiveness. And then it became sexual as well. And then you look at things like in the 1940s where, yeah. you know, women were suddenly giving red lipstick because yeah. the idea was that anyone can be glamorous. If yes. you put on the makeup, yes. you can overcome this thing. But that's a different way of looking. That's later in the history. Yeah. So... I've always enjoyed that fact. I've always found it interesting hmm. that glamour w- is something we as- we associate so much with seduction yeah. and beauty, and it actually came from being charming and then witchcraft yeah. as well, because you also always see sexy witches. I think that's why we get sexy yeah. witches. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> You mean when witches were actually a thing that people believed in? Mm. But what, what do you I th- mean now? Um, I think that well. So this is the other thing. So going. So then this leads yeah. me into witches. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, lo- I love it. Please yeah, talk about witches because um, witches. First of all, there's definitely a sexual bias because mm-hmm. men could be accused of witchcraft as well. Hmm. But I think something like seventy five percent of the time it was a woman. Yeah. I think the ratio is like 20 women to one man. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, <laughs> In Scotland, at least. I'm sure. <laughs> Sexism. Get it get, get together, guys. <laughs> yeah. We need better warlock representation. Warlock representation. In fact, I think you, most people probably don't know what the word warlock is. Well, what's the difference between a warlock and a wizard? Well, that's the whole point. It's like in Harry Potter, it's like wizard and witch is like, well, where are the fucking warlocks at, man? That's, what, yeah. that's a male witch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between a wizard and a warlock? A wizard is a sorcerer. Right. So, And also, if you think about it in the kind of Gandalfiness, right. they're, they're almost a spirit unto themselves. They're not necessarily human 
Uh, well, I guess witches aren't either, but I guess a, a, a wizard is supposedly an ancient kind of spirit inhabiting right. the body of what appears to be a man. So the wizard isn't actually... A wizard doesn't necessarily practice witchcraft. I see, wizard, but a warlock yeah, does. A wizard is like tuned to the old gods. You know, right. Like he has the power of the, you know, yeah. light and stuff. So Harry Potter shouldn't have been called a wizard. He should have been called a witch or a warlock. Also, they're flying the the um, the broom song way around. Are they? Witches, apparently, they're classical witches. The, the, the it's, hand, it's handle back. Bush out the front. Bush up the front, people. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another, and just like that. <laughs> yet another taboo busting, yeah, <laughs> trailblazing podcast. In, That's so true. Yeah, it should be bush front. Bush front. Um. So yeah, I forget how convoluted I was going with witches. No, no, yeah, no. Please, don't let me. Uh, yeah. So, so, so then it was so sex. Um, sexy witches. Sexy witches. So I just thought it was interesting that there's always this sense when when women were often accused of being witches. This mm. often came as a. You always get these like phases of women being purged. Yeah. <laughs> in history, when so like shit hits the fan, like people are losing a war, or there's yeah. like stuff like harvests are bad, yeah. and they'll figure out a way to blame the women because yeah. also there was around that time there were a lot of women moving into cities to become right. domestic servants, and uh, so women are so there's a lot of single women in the city, which is seen always seen as a threat because yeah. Of course it would be. Yeah. Even though they're way more disadvantaged to begin. So then mm. it's like, oh, well, they're witches. Let's <laughs> it's always this thing of like uh police their sexuality. Yeah. It's not policing everybody's morals and sexuality. Mm. It's policing women. Mm-hmm. And so there's always been this sense of women who are being purged are also corrupt. If, right. Okay. So it's a, the, the, I I guess I think I see what you mean. So it's like not only are they singling them out yeah they they probably think they're elevating them by saying that they're magical and and mm. cast spells but really they're punishing them yeah for being interesting and 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 like the, yeah. the sexual element like uh, one thing i wrote down in preparation for this was um somehow sometimes when you call a woman bewitching yeah or when people did do that it's almost like taking away choice it's like saying the way this i is, the way yeah. i react to you is your fault yes this is exactly what i was coming me. to yeah so it's like when someone says i can't i just can't trust myself around you that's really threatening that's yeah and but this is... somebody said that to me once and i was like legend like i loved it well, like there's a real gender difference in between, yeah like, if, if a woman can't trust herself around a man it's like that guy's fucking awesome yeah but like if you say that to a woman it's like oh you are a femme fatale you i'm you know uh, i can't be responsible yeah you've done it's, it's horrible well, furthermore with that so this is that's kind of where i was getting to sort of further down the line of like when women seduce it's all it was always mm. seen as it's never the man's fault yeah basically yeah. oh she made me do it yeah she seduced me yeah she charmed me she overwhelms me with her magic her wiles her wiles fact, yes what, what does Womanly wiles, even wiles. Mean? is that like that sounds like a witch term That's yeah like wiles. wiles it's their kind of their charisma yeah whether is if a man, if a woman did something like got pregnant mm. or something, it was never, oh, he charmed me. Yeah. Oh, he seduced me. It was, you stupid girl, you shouldn't have got yourself pregnant. Yeah. It's yeah, always, yeah. you should, you stupid girl, you should have known he was trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's like, if a guy gets in trouble because a woman, he'll say, well, she made me do it because she, she enchanted me. Yeah. She seduced me. Yeah. And it's exactly what you were just saying as well. And that's, that's, on him yeah that's not her 
But there's this idea from calling women witches is that they are willfully hmm. doing something. Yeah. When actually... You know what you're doing. You know what yeah. you're doing. And it's like, no. <laughs> well, it's, it's almost like an abusive relationship, it's isn't it? Yeah. It's like, you're ma- what, you're, I don't know why you make me do this. Yeah. How dare you make me yeah. treat you like this. Yeah. And yeah. so that's like the old sort of corrupt version of it of like, she made me do this. She's witch. Yeah. And... You know, she she was weak and went with the devil and yeah. all this stuff. And now she's got this power and she's, yeah. you know, should be stopped. The devil's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with men, it was always like, well, she made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's with, I don't know why people think of men as childish. Yeah. With women, it was, she was weak. Yeah. When, it, when it's men, it's like it's, saying she made me do it. the dog ate my homework. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so there's this sense of... And then there's the uh, the version of it when it kind of becomes a bit more sexual in that sense, as you were saying, where it's like, oh, she bewitched me. But it's like, well, actually, that's your opinion of her. Hmm. She's actually passive in this. Yeah. But you're suggesting she's active. Well, I mean, if you look at it through the terrifying lens of, like, people nowadays, yeah. you can be bewitched by someone who doesn't even know you just because yeah. you're a celebrity on TV or yeah. or you could be someone that, that didn't you didn't even talk to them, but you then felt compelled to... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, I think a lot about it. I think about, like, you know, incel culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which I've, I've talked about a bit on this yeah. podcast because... I was a very shy kid and I feel sometimes like I was perilously close to kind of falling mm. into that direction through like depression when I was a young man. And it's uh, something that I'm very aware of. And mm-hmm. It was like a thing. It's like uh, the, the best way I can sum it up is that I remember thinking if, if you're so angry at somebody because of the way that they've made you feel mm-hmm. that you're going to go and say or do something terrible, just how weak is your argument? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it's that thing of like, People seemingly losing their, you know, it's it's almost like saying it's almost like men are hysterical. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like you're hysterical right now. You yeah. can't, you aren't, you aren't responsible for your own actions. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that, I mean that, and that seems to be a historical thread. Yeah. And every now and then, it gets punctuated by this idea of that. Well, women are magical creatures. Yes, they should be. They should understand their power more. Mm. And it, it, yeah. and that's where I came from when I mentioned to you earlier about how I feel like that's becoming an issue with the manic pixie dream girl thing. Yes. If any, there's maybe a sense that manic pixie dream girls are the <laughs> new witch. They are the new witch. <laughs> They're the new witch. Well, like if you think about Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she's literally both. Well, true. <laughs> she's a witch and a bit of a manic pixie dream yeah. girl. Yeah. Because there's this sense of like, but then the problem and lesbian, so it's like yeah. it's like. <laughs> well, but, that's but that was only like, that was only a, that was only a couple of series in. They just yeah. changed. Like, hey, how about just make her a lesbian because it's sexy. <laughs> but often that's Not, why that said it's a great character. Yeah. I, I know a lot of. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, you know I, what? I do know a lot of people. I wasn't who allowed love to watch Buffy. Really? I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was American trash, as my mum said. I wasn't allowed right. to watch The Simpsons either. Two of the best written TV programs. Yeah. That when I went, I, I remember calling my mum saying, it's like, hey, you know how I'm at this like really expensive yeah. uh, national film and television course that's, mm. you know, <laughs> that I had to get a loan out? Yeah. Um, the two programs they say I should have watched are The Simpsons and Buffy the fucking Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't swear. She doesn't like it when I swear. But like. Do it on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm doing it now. Um. I'm not communicating this no. particularly well because when I was when I read about the glamour thing and the enchanted thing, I was like witches. This is definitely to do with witches. Yeah, but I'm not explaining the link so well. Are you because I'm jumping in? And... No, no, no. I think I've just not. 
I thought about it a lot in January. Had you literally created like a flowchart of like that led to witches? And then I couldn't find it because it's like packed in a box somewhere. I I, I love the idea that there's like some, there's some back room somewhere where you're like, I worked it all out. It it goes all the way to the top, Steve. Actually, I did bring this notebook. I did on the way here uh, in January when you sent me the list. I I was in Scotland at the time Uh and I re... Uh, thingied my membership to the National Library of Scotland oh. so I could get out this book that I read at uni that I loved and yeah. it was about women in crime in uh, 18th century Scotland. It was really, really good. It's funny how magic is seen very closely as a female thing. I yeah. think. We, in our culture at least we see magic as being more closely involved with witches and when we think of witches it's often a sexualized thing. Yeah. And romanticized a little bit. Yes. And that's kind of what gets me to thinking about the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing. Mm. And again, with what you were saying about the man, the boy, feeling like he is, he has decided that what she is doing is for his purpose Mm. and that he is enjoying it. Mm. And the main problem with that is that when he's decided he no longer needs that, he believes she doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Her existence doesn't matter anymore because her, her only her, activity... Her function is to make him become his best self. Yeah, yeah. That's... Because that's... There's a, there, I forget the name of the guy who originally coined... Yeah. Or the girl. Was, I heard it from a couple of different places. Yeah, there's one particular... I can't remember who it was. Essay. Do you want to give, do you want to give the audience a quick rundown of what it is? The, the a man, Manic Pixie ma- Dream Girl thing. Yeah. Um, We're talking basically characters like Natalie Portman in Garden State. Yes. Or Kirsten Dunst, Dunst. in... Um, Oh yeah, um, Elizabeth Town. Elizabeth Town. That yeah. was like that was like the the big one. Yeah, on a on a superficial level, yeah. people often associate, and this is what annoys me a little bit because people mistake the Kate Winslet character in Eternal Sunshine yes. as a yes. manic pixie dream girl, but she's not. I completely fucking agree. And the same with actually, uh, what's her name in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh yes, some yes, uh, Zoe Deschanel, who who yeah. some people would say is the epitome of the manic pixie She listens dream girl. to the streets. She's all quirky. Yeah, like it's this but, idea of the the yeah. quirky girl who is like ethereal. So again, arty, arty. She she makes things for people. Like she'll make like a scrapbook that will yeah. help you find your way home. And so yeah, on the on the on the superficial level, she's the sort of alternative. Uh, heroine. Yeah. Um, ethereal, I think. <laughs> Don't try that alternative heroine that's out there on the streets, guys. It's not good. Um, she knows she's, she's quirky and she's cool and like all these things. She's free spirited mm-hmm. is the other thing. Sexy. Sexy. But not trying to be sexy. But not trying to be sexy. Um, I think ethereal is a good word because again, because mm. that is a magical word. Yes, it's a really good word. And it's, but that's the thing. It's oh, she's oh, she's on this other plane. Blah blah blah. Elevate, supposedly elevated. Supposedly elevated. But we're going to find a way to punish her for it later. Yeah. Right. But the, so that's the the top level of manic pixie dream girl. But the important part about where she comes into the structure of a film, yeah, is that she is there uh, purely to serve the male protagonist. Yeah. To help him on his journey, mm-hmm. and then often seen as a love interest, and sometimes stays as a love interest and sometimes is gotten rid of. Really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. in some occasions. I'm trying to think of some where they've or gotten she... rid of them. Or like died, you mean? Like, yeah. Like... Or like... Right. But the, yeah, the yeah. thing is, it's, it's as, the important factor is that she only exists on film, like yeah. in front of the camera, and outside of him, she doesn't exist. And that's what's dangerous about it. Yeah. Because 
you're led to believe that's okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> this, is actually, this is actually really interesting because this is what fucked me up when I was mm. like 20. Because mm. I was a shy film student. Yeah. And so, and I'm the type of kid who like didn't even have a girlfriend until he was like late 20s, like proper mm. girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like films like Garden State screwed me up because they were like, um, hey, just just uh, uh, go to a small town, act completely emotionally vacant. Yeah. And Natalie Portman will hit on you for no reason. Yeah. And it she'll teaches people such your bad. Yeah. So not only is it bad for women, it's bad for them. It's like, it's yeah. really bad for men as a yeah. trope. It's a terrible yeah. thing to teach young, shy men. Yeah. And it's this idea that she's happy to do that. She's yes. happy to purely fix your life yeah. with her magic. Yeah. Because she often is someone who, because she's free-spirited and charming and has, mm. like, all these cool things, she, like, opens up the world to the guy, shows mm. him this magical world. Shows him that life's worth living again. Life's worth living. And then if he decides, yeah, I'm going to go travel around the world now without you, yeah. she's meant to be like, okay, <laughs> my job here is done. And, like, skips off into a meadow yeah. and then doesn't exist. Like, she has yeah. no other problems in her life. Her mm. pure focus is to just... Help this guy who gives her nothing back. Yeah, yeah he gives yeah, her yeah. nothing but stress. <laughs> that, but it's like it's okay. I can do that, and and that's what's the problem with it. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, and like, the, and then the film ends, and we know what he goes on to do, and she just um, disappears. <laughs> She just doesn't. Yeah, she's just not. She's just not alive anymore. Yeah, yeah. and he's and he's cool with that because he's he, now the man that he's, he's yeah. going to be. And she's probably you know in debt for all the like. <laughs> she doesn't even have a job. No, she's just like yeah. yeah, and you know she's putting all this emotional energy and is um just uh, fades away. Mm. So yeah, I wanted to do that little bit of background, do yeah. a little bit of history. Okay, and then how I feel that history can be injected in contemporary life into yes. the film's stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And now I'm like, and now we can get personal. Okay. And talk about our experiences of that. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, felt, oh. it felt warranted, people. Yeah. Just, that was my, that's where my, it. that was my logic. So much. I knew I had a thread somewhere yeah. in it. Because I was like, why am I talking so much about the history of witches? This is <laughs> going you, somewhere. Did you get halfway into your witch thing and go... What am I talking about? Yeah, I did it's like, that. It's like we're doing improv. It's like, yeah, I got halfway into it and I was like, <laughs> why, why am I talking about witches? I'm sure I had a reason. And I think it just came from the glamour and enchantment thing. I love that glamour thing. Yeah, it's really that great? interesting. I mean, the word glamour means witchcraft in Scottish. Scotland. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's an old Scottish word. And now it's We think about Scottish me. witches a lot because it's like Macbeth, don't we? The Weird Sisters. Oh, yeah. They're like the most famous witches, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think about Scottish witches a lot. Because I probably would have been one. Yeah. You'd make a great one. Well, okay, I, I have a whole bit about stand-up about this as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to do it. Okay, I don't no, want to be no, one of those people. We're, we're not here to rep- replicate. Um, no. Yeah. But I have a problem with girls these days basically saying, I'm a witch. And it's like, no, yeah. you're not. Wiccans. <laughs> well, that's different. Because they're thing. actually witches. Oh, they actually do it right. Well, I don't know. I just, this whole thing about like, yeah... The women who were accused of being witches didn't want to be witches. That's, that's an excellent point. That is an excellent point because what you're basically saying is that it's kind of like the enchantment thing of yeah. like, uh, oh, you, you put you put a spell on me. You're so sexy. You're so beautiful. Yeah. This is all covering up for basically just women getting killed. Yeah. Just exactly. a the long, sad of history women. of killing dames. And that's, that's what I mean. It's an excuse for purging women and they say it's a moral thing. Yeah. They say it's and because they're too sexual. And now it's been embraced as like, I like witches. I think I'd be a witch it's if like, I was. 
this no. out. Yeah, it's like, witches are sexy. Power to the witches. Sabrina! You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, also, I'm super proud of this thing, and this will segue into us making uh, okay. old fashions. But this also could come across, if we were in a film right now. Ooh! Okay. Are you about to, okay. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to, so... Shall I, shall I play this as if I'm, a, I'm in Elizabeth's time? Yeah, like this Can is kind of what it part? feels like. Yeah, go on, do it. Okay, I'm going to play exact Now, the reality... Yeah, uh, give, give me, give me uh, uh, 0.5 seconds to get into character. <laughs> that, was, that was a real process. Oh my god, let me take my hair down. Oh, oh my god. So, um, I want to make old fashions. Because okay. I'm just an old fashioned girl. So, <laughs> I have... I have this bottle, 10-year-old bottle of Aberlour that I brought all the way here with me. I brought oh. it all the way here to give to you because I think you'll really like it. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, an orange because, you know, you got to burn a bit of orange. Um, and I love orange. You know, orange is my favorite color. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the same color as red squirrels and orangutans, and they're just mm. the best animals. I don't, ha- I don't have a favorite color. You don't have a favorite color? My character doesn't. I'm, I'm... No, no, I know. I'm, I'm improvising with you. <laughs> Everything's a gift. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm being a th- you know, I'm acting with okay. you. You know what? Steven, yeah. by the end of this, you will have a favorite color. <laughs> and now, how cute is this? So What is that? So it's um a little uh, mason jar cocktail. This is my travel cocktail um, shaker. Keep it on your um, And I wanted to bring brown sugar to make the old fashioned, but I didn't want to bring the whole bag of sugar because mm. it was heavy and also it was open. I didn't want to spill it. So what I did is I put some brown sugar in the cocktail shaker <laughs> jar and my little bottle of bitters fit in it so perfectly. So it's like <gasps> I've, I've got a travel size old fashioned mix. It's like an impossible object. An impossible object yeah. that only I could create. Because I'm so cool. And now I'm going to I'm gonna put all this together right now and it's mm. going to be like I'm making a potion. Wow. Maybe, okay. Maybe that will help me with my presentation at work tomorrow. Yeah. Everything just there is how that would be yes. shown in a, in a film. Yes. The reality of this situation is that I'm a mild alcoholic <laughs> who's very practical. That's actually what's going on here. I have for a second I thought you got out and spent like 150 no. quid just just for just for the podcast. No, I have all this shit in my house because wow. I drink a lot. Do you? <laughs> really? <laughs> I drink a lot and I have I have a travel cocktail shaker. I have two cocktail shakers. Yeah. And I put all this this is me just yeah. being logical. Yeah. I'm not being quirky or creative here. And I'm like, what is the most practical way for me to transport this stuff to Stephen's <laughs> house? <laughs> <laughs> All the way to Stratton, crossing over River and Dale. But, you know, that's that's the reality of the situation. I'm a mild alcoholic with very practical skills of Perfect. organization. That's why Kate Winslet is not a bank pixie dream girl. Yes. Because she's a flawed cat. She, she yeah. drinks, she swears, she's a bit crazy sometimes. She's flawed, she's an all-no person. Yeah. She's just like, she's, they, 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 there's some of the memories that they purge is of them having arguments yeah. and not quite getting each other. It's like, yeah. you're allowed, you get to see that she isn't just this yeah. perfect girl. And also, most importantly, is that when Jim Carrey, when they break up, mm. she carries on having she has a sad life because yeah. of that yeah her life is continuing it's not just him that's suffering yeah she suffered so much that she's gone to get her memory wiped yeah that's and in a manic in a film where it's about manic pixie dream girls we wouldn't see her doing that mm. we'd only see him struggle because yeah. in that breakup she no longer exists wow. she's like floated off somewhere wow or she's a bitch which is actually what happens in 500 days of summer and again mm. it's like 
oh, she's such, like, so many people are like, oh, she's such a bitch. She cast him under this spell. <laughs> she showed him all this love. And it's like, yeah, but then he was, you know, lots he of guys. Had, he had, like, no personality. He had no well. personality. And, like, lots of guys dump girlfriends after yes. 500 dates. Why, why can't she dump him? Yes. It's just a, you know, a relationship that she didn't want to continue. Yeah. In any, in any film where a guy did that, hmm. dumped his girlfriend, it wouldn't be the basis of an entire film. Or, or, or <laughs> the basis of the entire film would be that she's a crazy girl who can't get over it. Yeah, exactly. Why is she still so obsessed with him? Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, I never watched it, Miss- but there's, there's a show on Netflix called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. And apparently it's really good. I heard some, some, yeah. some friends talk about it, and they said the reason it's so good is because about a season and a half in, mm. they just realised that she has borderline personality yeah. disorder, and yeah. they gave her a diagnosis. Yeah, it's great. And I'm like, great. that sounds fucking amazing. It's a really great show. It's really well done. It. It's, quite, it's quite hard to watch sometimes, really? but it's really good. Wow. Right, well, I have some questions about Night Piece of Jew Girls, but I want to hear your, what you want to talk about, love. Mm. How about you? You if you start making the the uh, the old fashions. I keeping in with the reality of the the play out. Uh-huh. The thing that I've contributed is that yesterday I froze water. <laughs> to actually, <laughs> I put water in the freezer. That's how that's how much I'm bringing to this relationship. <laughs> do you know what would be? And what I'm excited to do yeah. is do some foley art right here. Yeah. So if, yes, if you put some ice in the this glasses, this such a good mic. This such a good yes. mic. Yes. Right, I'll go get the just ice. Get ice for the glasses and a teaspoon right. and a, a sharp knife. And do you have any matches? A sharp knife. Yeah. And matches. Okay, I need to leave a secret message for Stephen while he's away, but I don't really know what to say. I find this giant poster behind the sofa a little intimidating because it's kind of leaning over the sofa. I recommend that he maybe move it somewhere. This is just me giving him passive interior design tips. Um, I'm also noticing that he has the West Wing DVD box set, which makes me happy because I, I also have the West Wing DVD box set, which I feel kind of dumb about because I thought, oh, nobody watches DVD box sets anymore, but I'm kind of glad that he has that too because that makes me feel less dumb. Um, he's still got his Christmas cards up, which I think suggests a certain level of laziness, but he's a nice guy, so we'll let him off. He's coming back. I found some matches, <laughs> so I'm stealing from one of my housemates. Oh, awesome. But if we only need one or two. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's see if I Is can... this that sharp enough? That's big perfect. Enough and... That's perfect. Do you mind if I cut an orange with the sharp knife on this table? I cannot wait. <laughs> I literally cannot wait. This is so exciting. Oh my god, see these... Oh! The foley's gonna be... This mic is really good hot. as well. This is a beautiful microphone. Isn't it? Um, okay. Um... Thank you. I'll put those in. I didn't bring my um, uh, my jigger, but I'll just well, swing I mean, it. Okay. What is a jigger? Uh, a jigger is the little double-sided cup that you use for me- measuring okay. alcohol. I'm pretty pleased with that definition. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you truly are an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't need that much I sugar. Take, I might take a photo of this. See? It's in like this. <laughs> this is the I first time in a long time scene. that I've had like um, space on my phone to take. Yeah, I had to delete a bunch pictures. of stuff I'm gonna, recently. I'm going to put me in one of them just to make oh, sure. Okay. Like... Bitters and sugar. 
Um, I had to get pictures taken yesterday for my Fringe poster. Oh, okay. And the new show. What's the new show? The new show is called Scrapbook. Is it? Yeah. Is it all about Manny Pixie Dream Girls? No, it's not actually. Okay. But actually, after this conversation, I do have a little bit about witches in it. Because um, that is what Kirsten Dunst does at the end of Elizabeth Town. She makes, she makes him. Scra- I've not actually seen that film because I thought it would annoy me. She too li- much. Or it will. She literally makes an entire scrapbook. And with a musical playlist, because it's Cameron Crowe, oh uh, designed so that he can go and bury his father, he can go scatter his mm. father's ashes. Almost famous. That's another. Mm. Penny Lane's a bit of a. And she's based on a real person, which yeah. means that young, shy Cameron Crowe had a crush on a girl, yeah. and he wrote an entire film, film about her. About her. Ah. Oh my God! I, have you exper- Have you seen this on so many stand-up circuits? Um, so many female comedians have a bit about. Either a play or a film or a song that an ex-boyfriend's written about them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like, why does this keep happening to us? Yes. I wrote a screenplay when I was a kid. The only difference was that I didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> but I definitely wrote that screenplay. Didn't have a girlfriend to be angry about. Guys are fucking pathetic. I mean, well, no, we're not pathetic, but that is what we do. <laughs> um, dude, I'm not sure how well these are going to taste because I'm not really measuring it right. But um... I have nothing to compare it to. To be honest, it's still going to be good whis- whiskey. I think the, the general <laughs> enchantment is already enough. Like, I'm so excited well, right now. this is what I mean. This shouldn't be enchanting, but I guess it is. <laughs> this is like... Oh, no, it's just the fact that you've taken so much effort and energy <laughs> and there's thought put into it. And It it's... is. Look, I've got a drop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like alchemy. But it's like, uh, do you know what? It's like um, placebo effect. That's mm. a form of enchantment, isn't it? Yes. People can actually get better yes. by taking a drug that isn't even really a drug yes. because it's so easy to create just the just the fact that the person t- t- you know taking it feels special. Yeah. That is in itself a form of enchantment. Tie it in. Well done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It take, they charge like nine quid for one of these in a bar in London. Well, I think in London that's pretty generous. Are you see how simple it is for me to make this. Hmm. Oh, what's the foley going to be like on that? I'm going to just, I'm going to double up. Do it. Do it. Let's, let's, it's a party, folks. It's a party. <laughs> this is what happened. Do you know, so when. Oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you are going to have so much fun editing this. I'm not going to touch a drop. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't know me when I did uh, Dante's History of the Banished. No, no, so, I met you just like a couple of weeks before Edinburgh. Uh, this last past week. year, yeah. yeah. So I had a bit when I did Eve. Um, so also Eve was an alcoholic, of course, because nice. she'd been through a lot of shit. Nice. Um, and every night I'd come on with a bottle of ten-year-old Aberlour, which is why I have a lot of these kicking about. Aberlour. Yeah, it's nice. That's it's quite nice. a sweet whiskey, so it works well with That's this. That's good. I like sweet stuff. And um, it's a space-side whiskey. A lot of space-side whiskeys are quite sweet. Okay. So there you go. Oh, um, cutting the orange. Yeah, well, I'm only really using it for the peel. Did you say, oh, you got matches? Great. I got, yeah, I got matches. Or else you don't get juice on my mic. Well, that's what I'm a bit worried about. <laughs> yeah, so I used to come on with a, a bottle of 10-year-old Aberlary. The reason for it was because so I've drank, I've always enjoyed drinking whiskey. Mm. By the time I was six years old, I think I'd been around all the whiskey distilleries in Speyside. Six years old? Yeah. And well, I guess you're going to ballet at three. <laughs> My legs were I, pretty strong. I assume, I assume shooting heroin was your sweet 16. Because um, uh, my dad's a big whiskey collector drinker. Right. The highest uh, proportion, d- density, 
mm. of whiskey distilleries in any areas space. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So the most whiskey distilleries in the world are in Speyside. Okay. So to say I've been around all the whiskey distilleries in Speyside by the time I was six, that's like yeah. a quarter of the world's whiskey distilleries or something <laughs> like that. Like half. Okay, you ready for this, Stephen? Are you ready? Okay. Oh. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Holy fuck. Oh, she's burning. She's burning the skin. And then she's dropping it in. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to make that sound quite so sexual. I mean... It's just my voice. That's just that's what just I'm adding what to is. it. Well, cheers, my dears. Cheers. Thank you so much. There you go. Oh. Nice. There's still a bit of... Shall I top, top us up a little? Yeah, man. Top us up a little. Um, boop. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I used to... In the show, uh, I had a bit about how I've often been really pissed off that um, men would try to tell me I was drinking whiskey incorrectly or talk about how whiskey's a man's drink. Whiskey's only for men. Blah, blah, blah. People really say that to you. Yeah. Um, whiskey's a man's drink. Yeah, and just be like really... Sub- or that, again, coming into the enchantment Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing, it's like, mm. oh, you only do it to attract men. Right, that was, that, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. Is Manic Pixie Dream Girl something that has been levelled at you before? Has yes. someone accused you of that? Or There's... even more, even even more weird question: mm. Have you ever felt like when it was first happening, before it had a name for mm. it, have you ever felt pressure to act like that, to want to act like that? Uh yes. Or probably, I remember having a really good conversation with one of my best friends from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, so uh, there's me and five girls from my high school. We've always been close throughout school, and we're all you know, very creative people and, um, you know, there's some of the most, they're the most intelligent girls I know. And um, we've, I think we have all been in situations and relationships where we've been treated as a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Because we're naturally quite creative and quite mm. alternative people, we were never like the hot girls at school. Mm. We were never, you're, so we... You're, you're the drama girls. Yeah, the drama, drama girls, girls yeah. the arty girls, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't think there's really girls trying to be that thing. Right. You I should, think it's yeah. more often they're, put there they're very quickly put in that box mm. especially from the guys they're in relationships with especially yeah. in their early 20s yeah 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 that's definitely a thing mm. it's very problematic oh yeah going back to the whiskey thing though i yeah. just want to finish that up <laughs> before before i forget so yeah this whole thing about men saying you can't drink whiskey you're not drinking mm. and you're, you're supposed to drink whiskey with a little bit of water we're doing it differently here we're drinking ice but that's because it's a cocktail but this is fine because it's got ice in it already i did that well done, Stephen. I, fro- I froze that ice. Well done. I froze that fucking ice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I only spilled some of it. Only spilled some of it on the way back to the the freezer. I'm worried that this might melt. But we'll work it out. We'll put it in a glass. Um, <laughs> so I, in the middle of the show, well, as Eve would give out free whiskey to feminists, and I would teach women how to drink whiskey properly. Nice. And not yeah. and men could get it if they said they were feminist. But well, okay, yeah. But like, and I was like, it's funny how many men are now feminists. Suddenly feminists. <laughs> that was like part of the joke. That's they were funny. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I also kind of got in trouble with the venue for doing that, for and getting, then it, making people drunk. On well, because just having alcohol there. Right, I see. Um, it was so <laughs> perfect because the venue was called Paradise, mm. and obviously. I was being Eve. Eve. And I was like, oh God, you're going to chuck me out of paradise for a second time. 
<laughs> what is alcohol if not fermented fruits exactly. and things and stuff? What am I doing except tempting people? Um, so it's kind of perfect that they kind of was like, what the fuck are you doing? But like, Get off shows, my back, God. We'd go through a whole bottle. Wow. Um, and yeah, so it was an interesting. So how does it intersect with love? How long have you been in your relationship? I've been I've been with Connor five years, and actually that's one of the things I think I love most about Connor mm. is that because um, first of all I don't think it's a bad thing to like when you first start meeting someone. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, to have to you have should feel magical about the yeah, person you're yeah. with to an extent, and yeah. to like okay, so like I remember. The first time, I like distinctly remember the first time I kissed Connor. Because obviously I had to kiss him because there was no way he was kissing me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh! He oh my was God. too nervous. That, gives, too hope. Nervous. that gives hope to us yes. all. Oh yes. my God. We were, um, that said, um, I think just about every girl that's ever kissed me, that I've ever kissed, <laughs> had to come and get me. Because mm-hmm. I was so shocked. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's maybe, how it happens for a lot. Yeah, but you know, that's not a... Means you yeah, don't have to put fine. in any of the work. Like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, but I mean, it's just like, but it means that it means there's there's probably unknown numbers of girls that wouldn't have minded kissing oh, me, yeah, but yeah, yeah. never never got. Yeah, to. yeah, that's a problem. Um, so yeah, I remember. I distinctly remember because we'd gone it with for so long. Uh, we'd known each other for a long time, but I had a boyfriend when we first met. So that Ooh. yeah, so that was a bit different. It's interesting. Uh, so we were just like work colleagues at first, and then my- he's not an actor. He actually is. Okay. This is this is the best meet cute story. <laughs> oh, it's a meet cute. Uh, no, not like the classical sense. <laughs> we met dressed as dead seventeenth century people underground. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say earlier? The first time I ever saw you, you were dressed as Amelia Earhart, and I felt I felt enchanted. <laughs> That is Enchantment 101. 101. Oh. Actually, to be fair, he was dressed up at that. So um, I used to work at a place called Mary King's Close in Edinburgh, okay. which is one of these places, like it was a street and then it was covered over in mm. the like 1700s okay. and uh, never seen again. Mm. So it's like an under one of the underground wow. Edinburgh tours. And apparently it's one of the most haunted places in the world. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> so like most haunted come there and film yeah. there and blah, blah, blah. And I used to work there in the summers... Uh, at uni as a tour guide hmm. um, and you have to dress up as someone who his, who historically actually lived on that street so I was Jonet Nimmo <laughs> uh, who was the daughter of Mary King interesting fact in Scotland uh, before Scotland joined England women once they were married kept their name hmm. but the children took the husband's name Okay, and that is still how it's done in Italy hmm. and that's what I'm going to do <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's almost like an actor thing, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because like yeah. actors have to keep their names because they're actors. Yeah, it yeah. just well, it's just practical. Yeah, makes sense. And also, Connor's surname's Jones. So. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's another Charlie Jones. On Charlie Jones. <laughs> Charlie Jones. I know. So yeah, so that's that's one thing. So that's how I was John at Nimmo, but my mother was Mary King. Okay. Um, and she was a Burgess, so she was allowed to have a gun. Um, <laughs> now I'm just going full tour guide. Um, so that was me, and Connor was a wine merchant called Stephen Boyd. <laughs> Stephen Boyd, the one. And you're an alcoholic, and you were like... Yeah, it was perfect. Also... Oh, Dreamweaver. <laughs> oh, oh, controversial fact for you. Okay. So, it's a good thing we never met earlier. Because <laughs> you know, you have no idea how many times people say that to me. <laughs> because my mum married a Stephen, right, with a PH. Yes, 
my sister married a Stephen with a PH. I'm one of the last. And now I'm going to marry a Connor with a double N. <laughs> <laughs> but because he was... Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that I was... That you, you, you would have had a prejudice against Steve's? <laughs> well, no, that would have been fine. But I probably would have been like, oh, you're named Stephen oh, yeah, with yeah, a PH. Yeah, yeah. We're meant to be. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Right. So, there you go. In that story, you're saying it's a good thing we didn't meet earlier. Because we would have had to get married. Like, you gotta marry me. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before. Well, We're so lucky we didn't meet ages ago because I would have just straight up married, married you. Kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. That's... You dodged a bullet, yeah. Stephen, with a PH. Maybe that's. Maybe I'm projecting something there. Yeah. Maybe I'm. That's the whole. That's not even manic trick pixie dream girling. Someone, it's like I like your name. <laughs> You're the I, one for me. I think, I think I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's Stephen, bad. Stephen means uh, vestment or crown. What does it? That's what Stephen means. Oh, um, I'll tell my dad and brother-in-law that. <laughs> it's annoying because my brother's name is David, so he gets to be king, king of the David. Jews. Gets yeah. to kill giants with a stone. Yeah, but you get to you get to be the fe- feast of Stephen. You get to be Christmas. Ooh, I didn't know that. <gasps> On the Feast of Stephen. Oh! If we ever do a food podcast, you should call it Feast of Stephen. Yes. Well, I mean, now that now that we've brought now that we've brought interactive food preparation into the. So tell me about your first kiss. Oh yeah. So they've been kind of going for a while, and there was this other girl who was trying to sabotage us because also I was already going to be moving to London. But I and, you, were, uh, you were dating somebody else, though. Oh yeah, no. So, so now we, it's like a proper rom com. You've got the the two other people, and then they they ended up together, right? No, 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 no. No, that was kind of. He no, turned out to be an elitist dick, and she turned out to be just not right for him. No, no, no. But no. then they found each other, and that <laughs> wrapped up very neatly. I couldn't um, no. She was played by Dina Menzel, wasn't she? <laughs> a witch. In the film, Enchanted. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> she's unwicked as well as a witch. She is. Yes. Yes, there she you is. Go. There you go. Love a wow. No, no, no. Whiskey no. makes me more intertextual. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get intertextual. Intertextual uh, healing. <laughs> that's what I was trying to fit in. <laughs> so, come, like when Connor and I have talked about that since then, I was like, because I was like, oh, did you know when we met? And he was like, yes, I did. Um, and I was like, Oh, it was really sad that I can't say that because I had a boyfriend at the time oh who God. I was like, you know, in a really good relationship with. Yeah, um, but that's you do know, don't you? But then, but then that's he so said, he said, he's like, I knew, but at that point, I was, I was so happy that you would want to be my friend. <laughs> that I wasn't like gonna be okay. bitter over it. Also, because he'd just come out of a really bad break. I we, say we, just we, come out. We need, we need to start clearing room on the. Male feminist Mount Rushmore for this guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> a he, manic pixie dream boy. He it was one of those things. I think he was like, uh, she's got a boyfriend. I, I don't have to worry kind of, about pursuing. Her. I think that's kind of where I am now. I think. Right. I'm at this point where I'm just kind of like, like actual full blown relationship might get very scary mm, very fast. Mm. So I'm just trying to be okay with people. Yes, yeah. which I think is actually healthy mm. place to start. So yeah, and then but me and um, my my ex boyfriend we broke up. And I was, you know, pretty uh, beat up about that for a while because mm. I was quite upset about that. But yeah, uh, so we met in like September and then my ex-boyfriend and I broke up in like November. Mm. And then maybe by, and then it was New Year yeah. that it was kind of obvious that me and Carter kind of right. liked each other. Yeah. But then I found out in 
December that I'd got the placement on the course in London mm. and I had to move in mid-January. This is so fucking romantic comedy right now. <laughs> Holy fuck. Which, well, it feels... Airport romantic. dash! Yeah. But from Edinburgh. But also it kind of <laughs> Edinburgh, Edinburgh. from Edinburgh. We didn't realise, oh, actually, we would like to be together until mm. I realised that I was moving. Oh, if you know what I mean. It's catalyst. It was one of yeah. those things where it's like, oh... Oh, that's kind of sad. Well, I'll never see if that would have turned mm. into something. Yeah. And then it came to like New Year and then someone someone told him that I liked him. Someone told me that I, he liked Yay. me. And then that's when this other girl came in who was like, so we should have <laughs> we should have got together that Hogmanay. That's Hogmanay. New Year's Eve in Scotland. I for love Hogmanay. People who don't know. This other girl pretended to like, she she was like, I'm drunk. You need to take me home. So he like walked her home. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you try it on with him? I think so. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> manic, manic pixie cock blocking him. But then again, that meant even more so. It's like, okay, now we both know that we definitely wanted something to happen because yeah. we thought it would happen last night and it didn't. It's a nice wake up call. It was a wake up call. So then we... Also, it's like New Year's. You want to have the kiss at midnight, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And we never got to. And you never got to. I, I, I've never done that. I always you wanted to do that. Never kiss someone at midnight. In fact, this just gone, there was a girl who I thought might have wanted to kiss me. And she was going to another party. And I just... I, I And for some reason, my route out of the pub was blocked. No! So I missed the Uber. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I mean, that's almost certain. Yeah. <laughs> in Scotland, in Scotland, we often say, "What's for you won't go past you." Say that again. What's for you won't go past you. Holy fuck! Which actually, all my childhood, it annoyed me because my mum and my grandma said it all the time, and I was like, "But maybe it's meant to be, and it didn't happen." Is that like say say Sarah Sarah? Yeah, what, what will, will be, be will be. be. And then when you add relationships, it's almost like. And even, so like with you and Connor, mm. it was like, there were forces trying to make it go past you. Yes. But you you were being pulled to London and he had some yeah. girl trying to stop yeah. things happening, but you were for each other, so yeah. what happened? Yeah, exactly. I'm so good at editorialising, guys. Yeah! Mansplaining King over here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we went on this date, which again, I think I, he, uh, he didn't like properly fill out, ask me out on a date, but it was obviously that's what it was. Uh, and we were drinking and we were walking home and I was like I can't believe he's not kissed me yet so I kissed him and okay just I, like that what yeah. moment what's the moment what, we were walking you, home and she just grabbed him picked him just yeah, on the street just jumped him stopped and love I just love it kissed him love it and he looked at me as if I was magic it's the only way I can describe it and oh I really God. remember just the way he looked at me oh, oh I know oh. <laughs> you know and then I've always liked that what he said, some of the things he's always said that he likes about me is that I'm actually a very practical person. Mm. I think a lot of people think I'm a bit floopy. Yeah. I, I mean, I... you use words like floopy. <laughs> but that's that's just because I have a broad yeah. vocabulary. <laughs> but that's but that's what, you know, like that. it's that thing of like, I think to a lot of people, I would, I would maybe like come off yeah. to others. It's like the sugar. You actually, you just, that was just the best way to bring it bring here. Bring it here. Yeah. yeah. And I think I like that Connor appreciates that about me rather yeah. than just writing it off as quirky. But it means that when you grabbed him and kissed him in the street, it was like, I know this girl. She's practical. She wouldn't do something frivolously. She's not very sentimental. 
Mm. And yet she just grabbed me and kissed me in the street. This like means something. And, and it's like that's it had so much more meaning attached to it. Yes. And I don't mean like, oh, we're very dry and prudish and blah, blah, blah. No, like no, everything's no. logic. It's not like that at all. <laughs> but that's the thing. I always think, like he's always said that this is really dumb. As a, as a, as a, Promise? <laughs> as an example of me being like, oh, I appreciate that you realize that about me. Yeah. Is, um, so I talk a lot about capital punishment. <laughs> <laughs> is that the thing you're going to say that you love at the end? <laughs> Have we, no, no, have, no, we, have we spoiled no. it? Very the Spoilers. Very much the opposite. So my, my history dissertation is... Capital punishment. <laughs> Especially at that time when I met him, because I just graduated. Mr. Jones, when did you realise <laughs> that, that Miss Martin was the one for you? Well. <laughs> when she was weighing up the differences between lethal injection and firing squad. No, no, I'm certainly, I'm very against yes. capital punishment. But I think at the time I was talking about it, because he likes history and stuff a lot mm. as well. But I, my dissertation was on the abolition of capital punishment. So mm. it's something I mm. talked a lot, I knew a lot about. What, witches? Well, we didn't, no, I, I didn't go that far back. Mm. It was just the abolition. But it ties so in. It ties in a lot. It did talk a lot about witches. I almost did it on infanticide, and I kind of wish I did. Wow. This book I got at, at the National Library of Scotland talks a lot about witches and a lot about infanticide, because they come in a little bit. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I just really wanted to get that book out again. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't take it out of the library, so I've got scans of it on my phone. Oh, right. So it's not just that, you, you just, that you're not allowed to take it out of the library. Yeah, yeah. There's like one copy of it, and you you got to read it there. Edinburgh um, really is fucking Hogwarts, isn't it? Well, also, that's just general, a lot of national libraries. Are like, right. that. Okay. like, the British Library would be. Oh. I think. I don't go to libraries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, I remember him saying, um, when we were talking about it, he's like, I like that you're, you're very against it, but most of your reasons are very practical. Mm. It's not just sentimental or religious, which is fine, by the way. Mm-hmm. I also, I, I moral, also, yeah, yeah. I also have moral reasons for not wanting it, but I always be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Instead of him just, because often when I bring it up, people would just be like, oh, you're just sentimental yeah. liberal. Hysterical like, woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, it's not just like a lip, like there are very intelligent reasons for why it's a <laughs> dumb idea. Yeah. When you, when you think about just how few people are actually accurately found guilty for yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's, especially it's in America. Insane. It's insane. Just just on a maths level, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what was really nice uh, about a year ago, so we've been living together for about a year in mm-hmm. our old flat with two other flatmates. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> so like, on the one hand, I was kind of like, oh, it's, he's also been with me through a lot, which, um, like, because I, I, I've, been through serious depression, I've mm-hmm. been through serious anxiety, I've been through therapy and things like that. And in the past, I've always, and I maybe a little unfairly, I've had boyfriends who like started off in a very enchanting way. And mm. I think I've been, you know, I've been in a very magical place, I guess. Yeah. And like, and then I've become seriously depressed, the and moment, then, yeah. and then it's kind of like the relationship is just like what to do, dead. When the, what to do when the magic leaves. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think for a while I was kind of like that bastard couldn't handle it. Yeah. And then I was like, but you know, also like you're a different person when you're depressed, and I maybe could have communicated that better. It's, it's yeah. When I think about depression, I think that. It is interesting because it is, it's hard to have depression, but it is also hard to love someone with depression, which is something yes. that people don't like to yes. talk about as much because it is so tied up with 
yeah. you should be supporting people and you should, like, I get yeah. that. But it's also, yeah, you're right. I well, think... it's, well, it's actually, it's, it's very easy to love someone with depression, but it's very difficult to live with them. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, That's a great point. And um, so I kind of, so like he, the fact that he's weathered those kind of storms mm. as well. And I, and, and I kind of, I thought I was at a point where I was like, oh, it's nice that, you know, we started off and everything was very magical and charming, but he's mm. seen me at my worst, you know, yeah. we fart in front of each other now, and like, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and I like that he loves me because he respects me and admires me for the things I've achieved. Mm. And I was kind of happy at that point. And then um, with that sort of thing, and then one of my flatmates last year, actually after my preview show, we all got very drunk and went dancing mm-hmm. afterwards. And we came back and my flatmate was like, I love you and Connor. You're so sweet together. I was like, oh, thanks. He's like, sometimes you get, you'll get, you be talking and I'll look over at Connor and he's looking at you as if all his Christmases have come at once. Holy fuck. And I was like, it's like I, I was glad that there's still moments where he finds me enchanting, yeah. I guess. Well, it should be. That's what it should, it should be. Yeah. I mean, even, even if it's... Even if you're 30, you have 30 years, you still yeah. want him to be looking at you like that. Yeah. Right? And I think, but the thing is, I'd gotten to the point where I was just so relieved that I'd found someone who loved me because of not those things. Yeah. That I was quite happy with that. So the mm. fact that he still also felt that way was like, I was like, oh my God, I, that's actually really nice. <laughs> but it was, but I think what I mean is you have to have both. I was, I was so relieved to find someone who just wasn't, Seeing me as a manic pixie dream girl. Right, well, um, this, yeah. this ties into an interesting thing. I uh-huh. looked up what the male equivalent of a manic pixie dream girl is. Oh, right. The manic pixie dream boy. I thought it was the beautiful weirdo, like in uh-huh. um, American Beauty. Yeah. It's like he's filming dead birds and stuff, but he looks like a supermodel. Um, but mm. apparently it's not. Apparently it's it's basically the same kind of, supposedly the same thing, but I think it is different. Uh-huh. Uh, is in like a, a guy, he's very supportive. He's a bit kind of energetic and hypo, and he helps you to become your, your best self. And it doesn't uh-huh. matter if he stays with you or not, because you've become your best self. But mm. the only example, the big examples that they put up was Adam Scott's character from Parks and Recreation. But but then what I thought was like, see, there you go. There is a difference here. Because yeah. when you look, think about the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, you think of this like heightened, crazy, like mm. over-the-top caricature of a person who's kind of erratic. And like, but the Manic Pixie Dream Boy is just a guy who's not a douchebag. Yeah. That's all that... that <laughs> Is the fantasy yeah. for women? Is yeah, a man who isn't is not a prick. A dick. <laughs> I was like, he's just a nice guy. He's just a nice guy. But that's what it sounds like when you're describing this Connor guy. Yeah, he sounds like he sounds like a shy, nice, well-meaning. Yeah, says the nice thing at the right time. Yeah, I mean, he also says some of the wrong things at the wrong time. Ah, see, that was going to be my next but question. Like, what's it? What's his worst? That's the thing. We've been together five years, so mm. obviously we've had. I I think we both agree on that mm. that we're not ashamed of the fact we've arg- we argue we do go to bed angry <laughs> you know <laughs> you prefer it <laughs> but like but you know what I heard someone say once I re- or I read somewhere because there's I I know a lot of couples who are like we never go to bed angry oh yeah don't go to bed angry we yeah. don't go to bed angry and I'm like. All right. <laughs> but sometimes, but I'm also, Try that when you've had three old fashions. Yeah. But I'm also... And I was like, but what happens to the phrase sleep on it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're both... And I was like, I'd rather no one feel like they were compromising yeah. or backing down. That's like saying as long as everyone's kissing made up, it yeah. technically is over. Yeah. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound... Yeah. That doesn't sound right. We've had points where like... We've been like, we're not going to sort this tonight. 
that doesn't mean we've kissed and made up. But in the morning, yeah. everything's, you know, easier to talk about it. To be fair, that is much more romantic. Because what you're basically yeah. saying is, I'll still be here in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think, again, I don't think there's anything less no. uh, loving. Yeah. Because we're like, no, we must, we must kiss before the sun rises. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a magic spell yeah, in itself. Exactly. It's not done until it's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got an empty glass, and I've got an empty glass. Oh yes, so I'm let's have some make more. Some more. But, Do you want no. another one of these? Yes, or? please. Yeah, just keep going. Okay. I don't know why I thought that that we that there was we only had one shot. <laughs> the ice is melted. I'll have the one that fell on the floor. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. Five seconds. More. There you go. The alcohol will disinfect it. <laughs> it's sterile. Also, how funny is it that the only example of that they could give mm. was Ben probably from Parks and Rec? Probably the most functioning relationship depicted yeah. in a sitcom in the last like, Which, 50 years. also, Connor and I have watched together and we often say it's very... Because he yeah. says I'm Leslie Knope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I always say he does remind me of Ben. That's cool. Um, I suppose there is the bit in Parks and Rec where they do break up for a while because... They're not really allowed to be together, mm. and he sticks around. But then he, we see him being miserable about it. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, but if that were a manic pixie dream girl thing, mm. it would be what well, I want you to be. I want you to be mayor. Yeah. So I guess this is it. Yeah. Go live your dreams. Touches his cheek, and then she'll just disappear, and he never has to worry about her going out with anyone else. He Holy never God. has to see her like having other boys. Like yeah. Living, being around, she would just disappear. Yeah. And that would be it. I think you've just cracked something there. Yeah. Because I just realised there is a male character in the sitcom that does that. Uh huh. It's not the guy she ends up with. It's the poor bastard that she was with. The guy who's played by James Marsden in every film that's ever been made. <laughs> Cyclops from the X Men films. Um, and he. That's called the guy a... from the Notebook. He's the guy who she's yes. with. Bill Pullman in um. Sleep and he's Seattle. an enchanted. And he is an enchanted, and he you... plays that guy again. He's always playing that guy. And do you know what that guy's called in script writing? What? A Baxter. What? Have you never heard of this? No. I've just remembered this because I had a friend called Baxter um, <laughs> who I used to do improv with. And again, he would totally be cast as a Baxter. He's very good looking, right. blonde, American, like mm. square jaw, yeah. jawed, like all American boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he always brings that up that a Baxter in script writing is yeah. the guy the girl should be with yeah. and doesn't get with. Yeah. I, it's just a term that I think came out of like table read, like table rights. Like that's right. just shorthand that well, script writers. Or there's some called Baxter in a film I don't know somewhere. where the original Baxter is. We could probably look it up. The number one I think of growing up was uh, Bill Pullman's character in Sleepers in Seattle, where he's got all the he's lovely. He's got all those like allergies and stuff, and he's just a little bit rubbish. Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepers in Seattle with Meg yeah. Ryan and Tom Hanks. I always get that mixed up with. So uh, she leaves you've got him mail. for someone she's literally never met, and they're just about to get married, and oh. it's like this horrible thing. Um, yeah. But I remember my mum saying, but it was around about the time that um, he played the president in um, Independence Day. Yeah, that's what I mean. See, this is the thing. Because my mum said, it's so nice to see him no longer getting cast as a fucking doofus. Getting cast as a Baxter. He's the president. It took, it took him a long time to yeah. get rid of that. It, yeah. it got stuck to him like a typecasting. Yeah. But poor old uh, James Marsden. Always the Baxter. Notebook was the biggest one. Yeah. Because he literally says to her, like, I just want you to be happy. Yeah. And it's like, dude, go and, like, punch a pillow or something. Work it out. Like, be a person. Also, Have an emotion about it. don't mean to be waving a knife at you. Please. Um, the notebook 
Can we talk about that a little bit? I uh, hate that only film. Only if you have to. Because I hate that film. Ugh. It doesn't help that my first boyfriend, when I was like 17, mm-hmm. was an English guy who went to boarding school in England. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think it happened to a this lot really of people. This really posh English guy. Um, and, but like, you know, we did the well, whole... You don't know how you ended up... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, think he was worthy of any kind of. No, no, he was lovely. He was lovely, but it was just, and I was very lucky that it was my first boyfriend. But like, I'm like, how did I end up going out for a year with a guy in like a boarding school in the south of England? I'm thinking the alcoholism. No, I was 17. I wasn't full blown by then. <laughs> it was all ballet and smoking. At that um, point. We met during the fringe, I think. Okay. Um, because it was long distance, we did the whole writing love letters things, oh, and he bought me a locket and that's stuff. Enchanting. And like people, and then that was when everyone was watching the Notebook, and it's like she gets the her mum hides all the love letters and yeah. stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, I wish that would happen to me. And I'm like, no, you don't. No. This is horrible. Yeah. You you want that to ha- You want to meet the love of your life. Mm-hmm. Think that he hates you for ten years. Yeah. Almost marries someone else. Ruins someone else's life. Yeah. And then when you finally get to be with him, get dementia. <laughs> I don't think you do want that. No. Also, the reason he becomes the love of her life is because he threatens to kill himself. Oh yeah. Life. Well, he's well. That's... He's literally saying, "Go on a date with me, or I will in front of you right now." And the person yeah. you're on a date with, he's a man. Kill myself. Yeah. He's a. That is toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot wrong with that film. Yeah. Um, I think a girl at my high school once made her boyfriend learn the script so that they could argue in the rain. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> if someone tried to do that with me, I'd be like, we're going to argue in the rain, all right? Yeah. But it's not going to be that dialogue. <laughs> no. No. I guess a Baxter's closer to the male manic pixie dream Yeah, well. yeah. But then also... Or the gay best friend. When I was in school, we studied, because it was during the Will and Grace time, mm. and we studied that, and we studied My Best Friend's Wedding. It was all about the idea of the gay best friend is actually the more attractive a prospect. He, he All he just exists to be the perfect man, yeah. right down to the fact that you don't have to have sex with him. Because I was like, why can't I just marry you? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, he's like, why can't I get married? <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> So yeah, I think, I guess that's what I mean, like, one of the thing I think that's worked, that I appreciate so much about him is that that's not how he's treated me. Yeah. I've been in relationships before where where I, I really empathised with the part of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope. He's decided this is done now, and everything's great, yeah. and you should therefore also feel like that was great. I used to describe feeling like... um I feel like I was someone's hol- holiday romance, but I'm still living there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like someone keeps like, this was such a magical time we had together. I'm like, yeah, so what are we doing now? And they're like, bye. <laughs> I'm like, all right. She works for the tourist board. Yeah, It's exactly. her job. She has to stay in Hawaii. Yeah. So that's kind of, I've had those, I've definitely... Yeah. Been in that place before, and that's messed me up. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've been in a lot of long distance relationships. Yeah. That's a weird thing. And the first yeah. six months Connor and I were together was a long distance relationship. Well, that's another good mark in his book. Yeah. Well, he he's moved down passing to. every single fucking test. He moved down to he's, London yeah. to be with me. Do you know why? <laughs> because he was for you. <laughs> He said he. Was, I, I asked him. I was like, "Please don't do it unless 
you feel like it's a good move for you and like it would be good for you to find a job here like mm. I don't want that pressure on me and then but then he also jokingly still says he's like remember when, whenever like we're slightly fighting or I get pissed off with them for something like yeah, yeah. leaving his shoes out or something he's like <laughs> remember when I moved to London to be with you <laughs> oh. and I'm like fuck off Get a little bit of emotional blackmail. Yeah, never hurt but he anybody. knows he's doing it. He knows yeah, he's doing yeah, it. Yeah. He's got enough in the bank. He's fine. Yeah. And you'll be like, let's sleep on that. Mm. <laughs> let's sleep on that. Yeah. But the thing is, with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing mm. as well, I feel like I've asked guys out before that I lovely. feel like I've we've been having a relationship and being like, so are we going to make this lovely. serious? And then at that point, they call it off. Jesus. But that's so what, like, not enough girls ask guys out. I don't know. I think a lot of them do. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe they do. Actually, actually, I actually, I have a little story I could tell about mm-hmm. that. I don't know if I'll keep it in because it's a bit private. Oh, okay. But it's to do with the manic pixie dream girl thing a little mm-hmm. bit. Because I don't want to get into it too much because obviously your, your story's so much better. No. And mine's probably, quite, mine's probably quite sad and horrible. You talk, I'm going to eat some shortbread. Eat some shortbread, yeah. Please. I've still got this bit of thistle mm. that I started nibbling on earlier. <laughs> So when I was in uni, I sort of said earlier that like I was quite an angry young man. There's reasons why I was angry that I won't go into now because mm. like, that's a whole other story. Mm. But I was very, very shy and I became that kid who was like, I'm a really nice guy. Why doesn't why don't mm. girls like me? Which mm. is obviously like the first symptom of a very bad journey that can mm. happen in, in with men, especially in this day and age with the internet and all that kind of stuff. It's just, sorry, not yeah. to divert too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls go through all that too. Yeah, bad. We just don't go violent with it. Yes. It just kind of ends there. It's like that Donald Glover joke. It's a really dark joke, but it's probably one of the best jokes ever. Poor lady. Yeah. (laughs) Poor made up lady that Donald made up. No, 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 no. It's, it's, oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's like, isn't it funny all these stories that guys have about crazy ex girls? It's like, oh, remember, remember Sarah? Oh yeah, she was crazy. Remember that she used to call you up? It's like, Girls don't have those stories. It's like, remember John? He was crazy. Yeah, remember John? And he shot my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I had to move. <laughs> if you're a woman and you have a crazy ex-boyfriend, it means you that that woman is dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, and then yeah. I had to move to Florida. Yeah, absolutely right. And then he found me and shot me you're in the kneecap right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of, actually, what you were saying at the beginning there kind of is exactly what this story is about, mm. actually, which is that... Um, I became very fixated with the idea. All, all the films I was watching were the kind of the manic piece of dream girl films, mm. and I had this idea. And there's this fallacy in the brain of like guys like this, where it's kind of like, it's like you know, uh, why did that girl who I like reject me? Uh, I loved her so much, and yet she knew I loved her. She put me in the friends, all all the toxic yeah. shit. All it's all in one kind of like mm. package, and it always ends up being like uh, you know she just didn't feel that way about you, and like she liked you, but she didn't feel that way about you, and also you know she didn't have to. She's not obligated to be like that, mm. and also maybe it was a timing thing. Maybe it was just like she, didn't, you know, it's it's hard, you know. And then um, I've actually got it right here. Mm-hmm. This is the best letter I've ever got. I'm not going to post this on the podcast because no. uh, it's kind of private, but I, I think I'll show you it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to read it. Cause, but it, this is a letter that a girl I know gave me. Aww. And God, as you long. can see, it's long. It's written on funny paper. It's called Aww. 23 Random Things-ish about Steve. Aww. So this is... um, This is my Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Oh, wow. And I had to reject her because I didn't feel that way about her. 
And she's lovely mm-hmm. and beautiful and funny. And I haven't seen her in ages, yeah. but we're still on good terms every time we've seen each other. And she's married now. Oh, great. She's very, very happy. Good. So, which makes me very happy. But I haven't read this in years. Mm. And I keep telling myself to read it because mm. I think it will make me a better person. Mm. Or even help with my comedy or just like, just yeah. like put my ducks in order in my brain. Yeah. But I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I'm so ashamed Wait, can to I... read it. And it's so painful because it was like everything that I wanted yeah. happened and I didn't want it. You didn't take it. And it's almost like I just wasn't, I wasn't in the right place. And I just didn't feel that way yeah. about her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's like it's like, and I I have a theory that every like incel guy mm. has one of these lessons. Oh yeah, or an equivalent, and they don't mm-hmm. realize it. They don't think about it because they've shunned them. They all they think about is their version of the story from yeah. their perspective of the girl that I was in love with didn't like me, and it's like yeah, but I bet there was at least one girl that did like you, and mm. just because of the way life works, you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great though that you. Mm. I can't believe you've kept that. Oh, of course, it's one of my. It's, it's in my effects. It's Lovely. in my effects. I've, I've, I have a whole collection of postcards or letters that have emotional significance to me, and I just keep them. Yeah. Oh well. One thing I will say though, I think the point you just made is so good, especially the fact it's like as you. I mean, you know what you did because you write about coming around. It's like oh, it's almost like I wasn't in the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great thing to put in a show. Mm. I'd be very careful about using her that's words exactly. in a well, no, oh, oh, no, no, I definitely wouldn't. In fact, in fact that's a very good point because mm. uh, my main feeling about it is that I don't want to put it in a show because it would be so manipulative. It would be such uh... a... It's such a good thing for a show, it can never be in a show. Or it shouldn't be in a show, mm. or, or it should be just different enough or changed enough. I mean, like, I, mean I, I was nervous even to talk about it here because... She's just a nice person who did a really, did a really, really nice thing once. As long and as I was just shit. Up. I was just yeah. shit. Like, 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 like it wasn't like I didn't even like, tell her to her face. I just kind of like went weird and quiet, and mm. then we talked about it on the phone for like three hours, and we talked about it, and it was fine after that. But, yeah. So I mean, like, young guys are shit yeah. at this stuff. Not to pass the buck, but we don't have a lot of the training. Mm. Like this Connor guy sounds like he's got <laughs> he's got everything in the right order. He knows exactly well, how to negotiate these things i don't know i think it was um and it took me it took me at least another five years so i should get over my like anger issues and stuff right. that i was having which i talked about in the episode with my brother yeah 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 so uh yeah what were you guys i was gonna ask though did you sleep with her or make out with her no. before this no okay what if i told we were you just friends um i've been that girl with guys who have like you know purposely like slept with me soberly mm. for multiple days yeah and like and then yeah it's like they vacationed at the yeah. land of charlie yeah and then um, charlie land charlie land and then charles town oh god <laughs> no i'm so sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> That sounds so colonial as well. Well, no, it's, it's also the site of the, the most uh, uh, bank robberies per city in, uh, well, in Boston. Well, I felt robbed. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because they were all wearing masks. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my so God. Sorry. But that's that's shitty behavior. But, and, so and, like, I've, and not to try and make myself sound too awesome. At least like, you didn't do that. I No, but I've found myself in situations where I could do that. Yeah. And I don't do it because I don't want to. I'm quite a rejection phobe, mm. so I kind of I'm not really in the place where I kind of go around like using people and stuff because it's like mm. I feel like this is almost going back to in 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 cantare. This is really bringing to light 
how powerful words are mm-hmm. in our culture. Yes. One question I thought I might ask, because mm-hmm. um, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing has now been so out. Yeah. That do you think it's still a thing? Is it is it still going on, or are we past it? That's a good question. Thanks, man. <laughs> Not meant to be patronizing. <laughs> That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I think it's interesting. I don't know. I think things for teenagers, young women especially, in the past couple of years, I think are so different now. Yeah. And also, I realized earlier you said, oh, do you think girls were trying to be Manic Pixie Dream Girls? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm sure. No. no, I'm sure there were girls. Actually, I do. I, it's, well, it's the, there are probably some girls who are actually kooky and fun and weird. They're just, they just don't. No. They just also, also have problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, and live a real life. That's what I mean is that. Um, and probably a bunch of guys having holidays with them. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean. I feel from my point of view and a lot of the girls I know, we we were sort of naturally quirk, like arty, quirky, yeah. fun. You people. were you were a coven, a coven. But like <laughs> in terms of like, do you think people tr- want to be that because mm. it seems like sexy or fun? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is a bit of a thing. We might have to wrap this up soon. It's such a long podcast. I know. I'm but sorry. I could keep talking. No, we be what I want. We could wrap this up and then go to the pub. You are you are also allowed to talk to me yes, outside of the podcast. The That's podcast. fine. Well, because well, hell yeah. But Let's no, I'm, maybe I'm, do I'm, that. I'd say it's brilliant. It's we've, it's we've, fantastic. We've covered the theme, right? We pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say. Oh, I have one quite funny story. Please, which doesn't make me look good. Um, <laughs> uh, well, in that case. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so recently... Oh. How this, good, this, this how good on that this thing sound? is going to be crisp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just adding a bit more whiskey into this. So, yeah. Oh, God, that's a lot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, we've done well. We've done well. Well, I'm, still I'm, be... I'm, You have no idea how happy I am that... You weren't expecting the whole bottle to be done. I have okay. no idea how it's done in Scotland. I was thinking, are we going to do the whole fucking I was, bottle? I mean, I was going to say, I don't want this to be as heavy when I go home. Because <laughs> there was a lot to carry. You're so practical. On the walk here. You're so practical. I'm very it practical. It makes me all misty-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this ice cube's dipped in sugar. That's fine. Oh, that sounds um, pretty cool. That sounds quite nice, actually. Yeah, so... When I was filling out fringe applications, of course, you have to look through a lot of reviews about yourself and be mm. like, I'm amazing. <laughs> and one of the things that came up a lot was um, charming. Oh, ah. she's so charming. <laughs> okay, this goes perfectly into one of my last like final thoughts okay. about this subject. So tell your story. Yeah, so but like, I was at, um, there, I was doing a show last week and it was um, an all-female put together just for International Women's Day uh, mm, improv cast. Nice. And it was really fun because pretty much most all of the girls I hadn't really ever performed with before or met. Okay. So it was really, really fun. That's really cool. Imagine yeah. that, you're just going into unknown scenes with people, with yeah. strangers. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was really nice. So we're <laughs> hanging out backstage and I don't know how this came up, but I ended up saying something like, <laughs> and we were all just a bit giddy. I was like, hey, people tell me I'm really charming. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, 
How uncharming can that be? Yeah. Saying that you're charming. I think that's the definition of and not the, charming. This other girl, Audra, was like, that is amazing. So she just, every now and then she'd come up to me like, people tell me I'm really charming. And I was like, people <laughs> do tell me I'm really charming though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you, that, that, that stumbled through to endearing, so you're good. That's um, fine. I think I... The thing I was going to say, when we were when we were coming when I was coming up with this word for this episode, yeah, I thought a lot about the French word enchanté. Right? Yeah, uh, I assume so. Anyone said that to you? Have you ever been enchanté? Have you ever, uh, do you, would you like it if someone said enchanté? Yeah, to you? that sounds nice. It basically means nice to meet you. You're yeah. beguiling, you know. Blah, blah. Yes. it is nice. Oh, to say. pleasure to meet you. But one thing I thought because a lot of this series is about um, words and the mm-hmm. different and of how love is the one word in the English language we have that means all these different things mm. that we're actually so limited as a language. Really, mm. and I remember thinking, what's the English version of? Uh, enchanté and I was like I tried to come up with it and I realised it sounds sarky as fuck it's it? charmed I'm sure oh no <laughs> we can't no. say to somebody that you're charming without fucking hating that fuck, off. fuck you lady <laughs> charmed I'm sure oh that's great right, uh, click well, to that enchanté enchanté yeah mm-hmm. mm. oh something else somebody told me about me recently <laughs> Do tell. How charming. I have a mellifluous voice. That's a great word. It's a great word, but I didn't know what it meant. What does it mean? It means a sort of musical quality. Ooh. Yeah. Mellifluous. I thought he said I was quite drunk, though, at the time. I thought he said Maleficent. <laughs> I was like, what? Do you know, the other, the other thing I found um, when I was looking to this word was the Sanskrit word, mm. mantra. Ooh. That's where mantra comes from. Really? It's basically like a, it's kind of like you, a spell. Yeah, because if you yourself. say it enough, it'll become true. Old wise men would say it. And oh. It's like that's the thing that I say. It's wor- powerful words. That's in- that's exciting. That's so, interesting. So 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 I'll, 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 we'll tie it all back. Yeah. Uh, what are your final thoughts? How do you feel about? <laughs> no, but how do you feel about it moving forward in moving the world? Moving forward. Do you know what? it's weird? Because um, is there a place for enchantment in the world still? Yes, definitely. I think I I am glad that. I, I've been very lucky that I have found a good balance of it hmm. in the relationship I'm in. Hmm. In the sense that we 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 have, like in the, at the beginning it was magical and there continues to be magical moments, but when they're not there, it means there's, there's still other things there hmm. that are just as valuable. Yeah. Where it becomes a problem, I think, is when people only want magic and when there's no magic happening, they feel there's nothing. And I think you need a balance. Hmm. And in terms of like, with the manic pixie dream girl stuff, I mean, maybe that isn't how things were, but how I've processed it, and it's taken me a while to process it, I feel like I'm in a point where like, I can forgive all that. Yeah. And I'm quite happy to be like, oh, now I understand what kind of probably went down. Yeah. And why things got miscommunicated. Yeah. I, it's better than feeling like I was an idiot, well, which is what I felt like for years, being I like, God, I was such an idiot. Also, having been on, kind of having been passingly on the other side of it, mm. I'd say the guys who you're in that situation with, it probably didn't, in the long run, make their lives any happier. No. Uh, the people who pissed you off and, and, you know, acted callously or whatever, they probably find it very hard to have any kind of thing close to what you have with this Connor guy, probably. <laughs> I like how you call him this Connor yes. guy. <laughs> you know what? Connor. I'm fucking sick of this Connor guy. <laughs> you keep talking about. His name's just Connor. He's got two N's in his name. Pick a oh. f- side. 
No, but change the record, pal. <laughs> but I think it's been kind of nice that we've been able to talk about it from both sides. Because I'll be honest, there because mm. there have been times where you've mentioned this. How you were like, oh, I was worried that I could have. Well, I, I, I empathized with the insect. Yeah, weird because I don't know if you knew that about me. And well, I, you've mentioned it before, and I think you mentioned it on one of the other podcast yeah. episodes I listened to. And I did think, oh, that could maybe get a bit awkward. I'm not I'm, happy about it. No, but I'm. I but like also, you've maybe learned that like, hey, you could have been a lot worse. Yes, yes. When I was like, you didn't sleep with this girl, and you're like, no. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's. <laughs> I should put that on my. Right. Right. <laughs> Stephen Trumbull putting a human face on toxic masculinity <laughs> since 2008. But I think, no, but I think it's been good. And I think, like, also, the girl that you were talking about, she's she seems like in a very good place now. Yeah, so that, that, yeah, very much. And so. the fact that, like, you know, for a time, some of the guys that I felt had treated me like that. Whether they had intentionally or not, I don't know. But for a while, I felt really awkward and really, um, and then angry about that. And now, like, I'm in a place where, like, you know, if we meet, we chat. Like, it's mm. it's actually quite nice. It's yeah. fine. And I feel, and it's almost something, like, you can kind of laugh about a bit yeah. now. And I think that's fine because I feel like next generations are hopefully not going to make that mistake yeah. so much. Yeah. And because of that, we can maybe be like, you know what, it's in the past, it's all right. Yeah. I think one of the biggest fallacies, I think, with a lot of these discussions that happen is that there's so much talk about who was to blame. Yes. Either the girl or the guy, depending yeah. on whether or not you're talking to the girl or the guy. Mm. And it's like, it's kind of like going back to what we said about um, making it the resp- the bewitching is a responsibility. Yeah. The biggest fallacy is that somebody was supposed to be Mm. responsible in the first place was that somebody was supposed to be perfect in that situation and do the right thing yeah and it's like we're all fucked up and doing yes. the right. we're all sti- we're stupid man yeah you know there are ways that we can be better mm. and we should everyone should be taught better yeah to be better but we built we put people on pedestals yeah oh and i certainly like there are things that i did when i was sort of figuring stuff like that when I first started uni like in the first couple of weeks where I was figuring that out that I still regret of being like well I guess this is how we behave like this is what it's this is what it is and it's like no why did I like and I I I knew at the time that's not me um so yeah I think it's been a productive chat I have (laughs) one last thing to say on this because I thought about this in the shower this morning and I only just realized that actually it comes into this a little bit the witchcraft thing and young people today because we were talking about the positive message and stuff today one of the things that i think is good is that if you read any women's magazines now like cosmopolitan and stuff they're very careful to not be like heter- just all heterosexual mm. relationships yeah the gender normative shit, yeah binary stuff when i was a teenager i remember buying magazines that had stuff in it like 10 ways to attract a boy <laughs> or like 10 things got 10 little things you do that guys find attractive and things like that and I can't and I just can't imagine that being in a magazine now well have you ever heard Dave Chappelle's joke about that no it's a bit it's a bit you know it's, it's Chappelle but he says 10 ways to impress your man by some lady <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he's like we only need a couple of things we're, yeah. we're not very we're very simplistic the idea that there's like so many different things you yeah. can do is like <laughs> and there was one that I thought about this morning because I had this old bath soap that I found when I was moving this shower gel I was like this smell reminds me of high school for some reason and I remember it's because one of these I remember reading one of these articles 
And it was something like, the smell of ylang-ylang is an aphrodisiac. Mm. So spritz that, like, wear that, and you'll, like, yeah. attract, you know, <laughs> something like that. You'll be more attractive. And I remember being, get, like, my mum having some, finding some ylang-ylang, like, bath soap, like, molten brine or something <laughs> for Christmas. I'd be like, oh, my God. And, like, using it and being like, why isn't it working? <laughs> As if the bath soap could cast a spell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's probably some little boy in Edinburgh who grew up to be a man, and every time he smells Yelang, Yelang, Yelang he's, he's like, like Ugh. <laughs> The one that got away. Oh, none of the boys from my high school, I promise you. <laughs> That's lovely. There we go. That's lovely. Shall we end it there? Let's get on to the game. Oh, no. Well, I told you that I did the Indiana Jones thing already. <laughs> uh, didn't I? Maybe we could just cut that in. Just maybe cut that in. <laughs> we cut that in. Yeah, because right now, I'm sure I had something else. We had a whole cool bit. Yes. <laughs> We're actually going to do it. Because otherwise, people are going to start listening to this this podcast and go, why are we I'm listening to a 20-minute film seminar yeah. at, the, at the beginning of why we came here? Because we all are so desperate to understand enchantment. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why they've tuned in. Right. Well, um, in that case... God, We're but- going to go back in time. We're going to go back in time, 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 time. It's so much of this is so much about what we, you know, when when you see them. Like, I've got a friend who yeah. loves Home Alone 2 more than Home Alone 1. Because uh, it's the first one he saw. So he will always love the second one more. This just reminds me of what I'm going to tell Charlie you. Charlie literally just took my hand. <laughs> You're going to narrate everything. <laughs> well, you're going to have to. You've got to uh, stop being so fucking visual. Visual, sorry. <laughs> you've got holes in your trousers. <laughs> yeah, this is why I can't get a voice agent. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, she, cre- doesn't, she doesn't create the scene. She lives the scene. <laughs> this just remind me, this was going to be my thing to say at the end. Oh, would you want to save it? I Maybe I should save it. We should. I don't know. Or uh, this, this podcast already feels like a runaway train, but in a beautiful way. Shall, really shall we go for it now? Because it's so it's so accurate to what you're talking about. I don't love the thing, okay, but I don't hate it as much as everyone else. It's basically my weird hill that I'll die on. Sweet, I like it. Okay. Go for it, Charlie. Have I not talked to you about this? But Indiana you might Jones. Have. Oh, because really? we might um, not be friends after this. My statement is: I don't think Crystal Skull is the worst Indiana Jones film. Ooh. I think Temple of Doom is the worst. Temple Indiana of Doom Jones is film. is a bad film. Well, not a bad film, but I completely like it. it I, it's definitely there's definitely a huge amount. Of I it. would prefer to watch Crystal mm. Skull over Temple of Doom. And most time, most of the time, when I make that statement, yeah. people just like lose people their disown shit. You, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, we're, yeah. this podcast is not for making <laughs> political statements, <laughs> but this is. This is probably one of my most controversial opinions. Mm. I think because, ra- first of all, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. one of my favourite all-time films. Okay. And I think that's why I'm like, I'm allowed to make, because I love that film. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why I like Crystal of Skull a bit better, because mm-hmm. I love the character of Marion. Yes. I think Marion's a great character. Yeah. That first scene of her getting drunk. Yeah. And then She's that brilliant. shot of her with her arms crossed and his silhouette against the wall. Yeah, it's yeah. Brilliant. Like, 
that, such a powerful image. Yeah, and I think she's. I love. I love. Um. Oh God, what's her name? The actress who plays her. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, she's in yeah. Scrooge as well. She's great. It, in yeah, that. she is in Scrooge. Yeah, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. That's her name. I knew. Yeah, that's it. She's never not pictured with her arm without her arms crossed. Yeah, she's, got, <laughs> she's just. Gorgeous. So, like, Crystal Skull is worth it just to have her back in the story. Back, yeah. And it's bringing back that element of Indiana Jones that I always thought was kind of interesting and sexy mm. about the fact that he has this relationship. And then I would put Last Crusade second. Yeah. Um, because it's all, because it's set in Venice. Yeah. And I lived in Venice as well. Mm-hmm. And I like knew all the bits where they filmed all the different oh, bits. Really? So when I used Amazing. to take people around Venice, I was like, "See this, see this church here. It's yeah. not a, it's it's a library with the big X on it, <laughs> even though it's not got an X on it in the inside." <laughs> We'd like go around. If you see some people wearing fezes, run, run. Yeah, um, the rats are real. Um, the rats are so real. So yeah, Last Crusade, and then I put um, Crystal Skull, and people think I'm. A heathen, and it's like you just don't understand Indiana yeah, Jones, yeah. and I'm like, no. <laughs> Last Ark is one of my favorite films. Ah, we see now this is where we are kind of different yeah. because if I had to order them, yeah, it would be Last Crusade, ah. Temple of Doom, oh, Last Ark, <gasps> because this is exactly what we were talking about earlier. It's because I don't, I, I saw the others over and over again for years without, ah. I completely missed. Raiders. Oh, Raiders. And so I watch it, I'm like, yeah, it's great, but I just don't have any emotional connection. You don't have that connection with it, yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, I I love uh, uh, the the bit in um, Temple of Doom. It's all about that one shot. Every single Spielberg film has one shot that's pure genius. Mm. And in Temple of Doom, it's the shot where he and Short Round are both beating up a guy in unison. No, it goes from Short Round punching a kid. Pans to Indy punching a guy yeah. and goes with the music. And I'm like, that is. Oh! But like, is it as good as when? It's not. <laughs> oh, but that's not that's what that's that's, that's not that's, what's important. That's, that's not what what's important. But it's like, well, talking of behind the scenes film stories, you know mm. the the Lost Ark one in the chase scene in oh, Cairo with the cars with the no with oh. the baskets. Oh right, yeah, And yeah, yeah. so Marion's in a basket and he's trying to find them, mm. find her. And then he comes to a bit and there's this guy with this huge sword mm. and there's going to be a big sword fight. Oh yes, 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 yes. You know this story, classic, classic. But you know this. I know the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, come, um, I do, I do. Very well, much for so. those at home who don't know the story. <laughs> In that scene, there was meant to be a huge like sword fight with the with the whip, like yeah, this whole yeah. choreographed thing with the whip. Uh, and but Harrison Ford had the runs that day, <laughs> so he just took out his gun and shot him. Yay! <laughs> and that's which is dark. Shot. That's like dark in this day and age. Like your lead character just Goes unceremoniously <laughs> shoots a dude. Yeah, on the street without honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is so. so yeah. I, love, I love stories like that. Yeah, films being made better by time and circumstance. Yeah. So yeah. That's... So are you quite a filmy person. Yeah. 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 Do you want to be a film actor? Oh, I'd love to ah. if they would put my face on screen. What's, what's your main focus? Like, what's your main focus with? Um... Uh... Oh fuck! We've got to start the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's I'm not gonna... 0.5 seconds after we went time, 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 time. I'm going to remember in the pub later the thing I was going to say, but it'll be fine. Oh, you mean you actually had something prepared? I did. I thought of one in case the Indiana Jones thing wasn't allowed. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do here. Yeah, but I've, I think... I I've had gone. one guy say the thing he loved was the ideology of ISIS. Oh. <laughs> 
that you know. <laughs> so I don't, I don't put rules on my kiss. I he like... was basically saying he was. It was actually really interesting. He was putting a. Um, he was talking about the the weird deep human need to destroy the world. So in a way, uh... he was just being really deep. I have, one and he was thing. very funny guy. Also, I like the thing your brother said about the overly sentimental drawings of film yeah. of characters going to heaven. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. One thing that like. I have a lot of things I don't like. I don't like hats. Hmm. Like, Which is funny because you're quite a old school. You, you a lot of your vintage stuff. Yeah, but you'll notice I rarely wear a hat hmm. unless it's made of newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it also stems from like people that I've disliked used to wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> there was a girl who once told me the sort of person who would say to me, and she was also a model would say to me, like, oh, you look so nice today. I totally didn't recognize you. And she'd wear a hat to my show. And I'd be like, take a hat off. You're indoors. I just <laughs> hate you. Um, I want hats to come back, though. And I think they're great on men. Well, that's what I mean. Because I think fashion's so cyclical. There used yeah. to be a time where all you needed to be a gentleman... Was a hat. Was a, a suit, a clean suit, and mm-hmm. a hat. And then you could have been the street sweeper or the king. At least you were considered hat. a gentleman. Hat. I don't like waistcoats on top of T-shirts. People do that? In improv comedy, a lot. Fucking Why, fuck. It's like, you're not a teenage magician. That's what that means. <laughs> <was real. laughs> um, not a teenage magician. I also don't like it. I also don't like uh, humans dressed as animals. But, Ooh, okay. But in a way that they're really trying to be the animal. Okay. Like cats. I don't like the musical cat. Oh, right. I see what you mean. I see exactly yeah, what you mean. Because I love cats and mm. I love dancing and people would, and I like a lot of musicals and people would assume I like cats, but I don't. Yeah. Because it's like they're trying so hard to be cats. Mm. I don't like it. What's your policy on Starlight Express? Oh, I don't like Starlight Express. Okay, Although same I reason. Did, yeah. Well, they're trying to be trained. A train should not be able to save another train anthropomorphically. I'm trying to think of things I love that other people might not already love. Squeaky noises. You've already given us loads. <laughs> no, but we get squeaky noises. Like, why don't we? It's like that John Mulaney bit. Um, <laughs> I love John Mulaney so I love much. When he's talking about um, the crime program, and it's like, okay, okay, all right. You've lost a couple of points by calling Law and Order the, Law crime, and Order. the crime program. SPU. 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 Special Victims Unit. And he's talking about. You. When the guy's like, when you eat too much chocolate cake. <laughs> and it's just like, I could just watch him do like... Yeah, and then it fades, eight, and then it fades out. And it says associate producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> shall, shall, can we can we do that? What is the thing? Well, until we finish our drinks, I'm just going to name random things. Just stuff that you hate. That okay. I hate or love. And you can just fade it out. Go for it. Well, wait. So if you're going to do that, and then we're going to fade it out. Yeah. Let's end the podcast. I'll say goodbye to everyone and then, oh. then we'll do that, okay? Okay, you go. I'll have a think about right. things. So thank you very much for tuning in uh, to 50 <laughs> Uses for the Word Love. Uh, today's word was enchantment. Uh, my guess was Chuck Martin. Shut up. <laughs> Thanks. So say goodbye to the people. You've oh, been brilliant. Thank you, people. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Charlie V. Martin. Charlie hey. Vero Martin. Thank you very much. Uh, and we will play you out with a list of things. That Charlie loves. I'm Stephen Trumbull, and I love you. Aww. Oh, I don't like, um, I really hate, there's a tree around the corner from my <laughs> new house that's got lots of mushrooms on it. Like, really bulbous, horrible mushrooms. And I just fear the day that some kid will, like, kick it in front of me and I'll hear the noise that it makes. I just don't want that to happen. <laughs>
I hate that trousers are a little bit too short these days. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. Ladies' trousers, they're all a bit too short, and ladies' skirts are all a bit too long. And it's like, I have decent length legs. Why can't I find things to dress them? Uh, and t-shirts are always that little bit too short, because I always feel like if I've got the bottom of my back covered, then I won't get cold. So t-shirts that, like, end mid, like, Venus dimple... <laughs> Uh, talking of things we love, though, Connor, whom I love. Um, Good save, man. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things he uh, does that I love is for five years, whenever I've said, put the kettle on, he says, I don't think it'll fit. <laughs> <laughs>